You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. G-L-E-S Eagles Let me have it. Let me have it. Welcome in, everybody. Tone, do the dance. Do the tone dance. Uh, <laughs> that, is the, that is the Victory Tuesday dance. Yes, the Eagles take care of business, and they beat the Chiefs 21-17 in a game that I thought I thought they had no business, no business winning, but they figured out a way as they have done nine times out of 10 this year. And props to the birds, man. Props to the birds. Welcome in, everybody. Like I said, let me have it in the chat. Let me have it. Uh, So here's what I would say, Tone. First of all, good morning to you and good morning to everybody, man. Likewise, my friend. Likewise, man. It's, It's a beautiful day here. And, uh, in Always. Texas, it's a beautiful day. It doesn't matter day. where you are, it's a beautiful day. It doesn't matter won. where you are. The Eagles um, won. <clears throat> that's right. So here's what I would say. Th- this is – what we're seeing here is, other than maybe Miami, I'm not even sure Miami, certainly on the defensive side, but not on the offensive side. They haven't played their A game all year, and they've won nine times out of ten in a league where it's brutally difficult to win. Yep. They have that clutch gene. They have that skill set where they can figure it out. They and A lot of things go into that. They don't panic. Number one, they don't blink. There isn't any blinking on this team. They believe in themselves clearly because a lot of teams would check out and just be like, you know what, man, we're playing. 
the defending world champs in their place, Andy Reid coming off a bye, Patrick Mahomes, blah, 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 blah. That's not them. They don't do that. They have guys who make plays in big moments. Like I always say with Jalen Hurts, he's not a shooter. He's a scorer. Jalen Hurts figures it out one way or the other. And you have guys on the defensive side who are starting to step up. An example is Bayard. Another example last night was Bradley Roby. Yes, both guys had situations where they got burned and made mistakes. But in the end, when you absolutely had to have it, they came through, man. So I, I give unbelievable props to the Seagulls team. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's um, it's really special because, you know, you know, you have so many people all across the country. Um, in particular, you have uh, certain division rivals who can't help but to try to undercut what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing right now. And you hear all the time, they're the ugliest nine and one team I've ever seen. They're the worst nine and one team I've ever seen. It's not sustainable. They're going to fall off a cliff at some point. Yada, 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 yada. But here's the thing, right? You mentioned something about them having a, a clutch gene. You know, Jalen Hurts said it best. You know, sometimes you got to have that, that it factor. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's what the Philadelphia Eagles have. The fact of the matter is, Whenever they've had to go up against a team that was supposedly be that was supposed to be, you know, they were supposed to be those guys. They were supposed mm -hmm. to be that team. Case in point, Miami Dolphins. They call it, they were calling them the greatest show on surf. Yep. Right? Yep. Nope. And what did they do? They turned they made them look pedestrian. Dallas Cowboys came to Philly. Okay, that was a competitive game. That was a fun game. Things got chippy at the end. Things got a little herky jerky at the end. But the team found a way to rally and win. Right, dominated the third quarter, held on to hold on to get the get the dub. On top of that, now you now you go to Arrowhead. They didn't come to Philly. You went to they went to Arrowhead. Yep. They were getting manhandled at the line of scrimmage in the first half. Manhandled. I never seen the offensive line look so disjointed. The defensive line, you know, they got home in that first drive, and then after that, it was almost like Patrick Mahomes. He was he was made. He was. It was almost like he was lathered in olive oil. They 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 yep. they, they, they couldn't get their hands on him, yeah. right? Yep. And it, it, they were getting pressure. They were they were so close. If that was any other quarterback, there would be sacks. No doubt. But I mean, Sweat's still saying to himself, how did I not get him down on that one play? But yeah. Right. I and, agree. you know, and Sweat has some, you know, some brain farts in that first half. You know yep. what I mean? It, it was just a bad first half for the offensive line, the defensive line. And, you know, it seemed like Jalen Hurts had almost no time to get anything done. He was sacked five times in the first half. The Eagles defensive line gave up uh, around 120, 125 rushing yards in the first half. And then all of a sudden they come out and you hear the and, 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 and you know, when transformers transform, they just turn into something else. Yeah, that's what happened. Shut yeah. out Patrick Mahomes. In the second half, shot yep. the Chiefs in the second half, held them to 17 points for the whole game. Mm -hmm. Offense came alive when they needed to. They had opportunistic offense, made big plays when it mattered most. This yep. is what you call the it factor. This yep. is what you call a clutch gene. Again, ugliness, who gives a damn? This is not college football. This yeah, I think college. Yeah, the other thing is I think we got to get past this. Like the, the I think everybody, first of all, everybody thinks last year, every game was a blowout, which it wasn't, but, but everybody, I don't, not everybody, but there, there, there's a portion of people out there that, that care what this looks like. And, and may, it, I don't know why, but number one, and number two, it may just be one of those years where you're going to win games ugly. I mean, plain and simple. I mean, and, and that's, that's what this looks like for this team and who cares? 
like if anybody thinks they're just going to roll through Buffalo, I, I don't agree with that either. Buffalo's desperate. So it's just going to be one of those years. And you know what? The fact that they're off to two and oh in this six game stretch mm-hmm. already, you know, the whole, they can't beat Dak the whole, they can't beat Andy. They've already put that aside, you know, mm-hmm. right, right out of the shoot. They've come out with that. Boom, boom. Um, off the bye week at that. Off the bye week, exactly. I mean, it, it's unbelievable, man, what, what this team has been able to do. And you think about this tone, two-tone. When they've gotten off the nine and one starts, it's happened seven times in franchise history. Okay. 1949, they won it. 1960, they won it. 1980, they went to the Super Bowl. 2004, they went to the Super Bowl. 2017, they won it. 2022, they got there. You know what I mean? Mm. This is the seventh time. All the other six times, they've at least gotten to the finals at least and three of those times they've won it so this is rare air that they're in it's incredible exactly. you start you start looking at the numbers of 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 Sirianni and Hertz together I, I mean the, since the flower speech they're 30 and 6 mm. 30 and 6 but he's never mentioned in coach of the year I finally you know Jalen's MVP which we'll talk about odds are kind of you know moving up the, the charts here but it's uh there's something to be said for it, man. And you know what? They flipped the script on the Super Bowl too. That last the Super Bowl, they're up ten at the half. This one, they're down ten at the half, and they mm-hmm. get Yeah, man, a tail two halves in both game in both games respectively. And here's the thing, right? You know, uh, we're, we're going to talk about this right later on, but you know, the whole revenge game and Super Bowl rematch. I don't buy into that. You don't win the Super Bowl in Week 11, or what is it? Yeah, you don't you don't win the Super Bowl in Week 11. You right. just don't. You know, now what 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 this game was supposed to represent. All you wanted to do was go in there and prove that you can win in that environment against that kind of team. That's all you wanted. To, that was the goal. Mm-hmm. Prove mm-hmm. that you can win that kind of game. This wasn't about the Super Bowl, if you ask me. This wasn't about. Uh, this wasn't about uh, you know trying to get revenge on them. They won the Super Bowl already. It happened. We got to move forward. This is a new team. This is a, we got to turn the page on that. If anything, this was a Super Bowl preview. Yeah. So again, the goal. For this matchup was obviously to go one and no, but you wanted to prove that you can beat a team like this with this kind of quarterback, right? You know, let's be frank about this. Tua Tagovailoa, he's one of the league leaders, you know, in passing. He's he he's he's been playing a very strong season statistically, right? Yeah. Miami is kind of looking a little hobbly over the past few weeks, but overall, Miami is considered one of the most explosive teams. They're still, I mean, you know, yeah. My say what you want about Miami, but I mean, you know, you look at. I mean, it they're right six now, and three, right? Yeah, no, they're they're uh they're seven and three. Seven and three. So, so I mean they're tied they're tied with Kansas City. The only team with a better record is Baltimore. Baltimore, right? They're eight and three, right? So you've beaten a seven and three. Think about this. You've beaten a seven and three Miami team, you've beaten a seven and three Kansas City team, and you've beaten a seven and three Dallas team for, mm-hmm. for all the you know, they don't play anybody, they never beat anybody with a winning record, you know, crowd, which which is nonsense. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this right here. Those three teams you mentioned, right? The Eagles have beaten three teams with a combined record of twenty-one and six, but yeah. the Cowboys, but the Cowboys want to want to be considered like they're in our class. They 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 want us to acknowledge them as if they're some sort of threat. The fact of the matter is, when we had when we when we got to show up, we punch our ticket and show up. When the Cowboys and those teams had to show up, they shrink. They don't have the it factor. The Eagles, man, look again. This whole ugliness and what it's supposed to look like. This is not college football. This is you, you don't get better seating based on how many how, how often you blow teams out. Yeah. I actually think blowing teams out doesn't translate to the playoffs. I don't 
think that's real football. Well, real uh, the football thing I kept getting last to, night. Well, the thing I kept saying about this stretch was they're going to be so playoff tested, no matter how it plays out with these six games. You're going to be facing Dallas and Kansas City and Buffalo and San Fran and Dallas again and Seattle. If that doesn't test you for the playoffs, I don't know what will. No matter how it ends up, I, I think they are going to be uber, uber ready for the postseason. I really do. Now, they need to keep winning. Detroit keeps winning. Dallas keeps winning. San Fran keeps We all We know that. And we'll get into the standings later. But the other thing is, just, just to go back to the sort of the, the notion that was out there for a while that the Eagles didn't play anybody. The last 13 times Jalen Hurts has met a team with a winning record, he's won. The last 13 starts for him. Mm. I mean, think, think about that. So he's 13-0 and 0 against teams with winning records the last 13 times he's faced yep. them. He also has seven straight wins uh, when trailing by 10-plus points. Yes, yeah. So that's the thing. As much as you're never out of it with Mahomes when you're trailing, you're never out of it with Jalen Hurts when you're trailing. You're never out of it with this defense when you're trailing, who came up with some massive plays, the Bayard pick, the, the Roby punch out of, you know, for, for, for Travis punch. Kelsey. Yeah. It, it, they're just big time plays. They're clutch plays. And, and that's it was what an ugly game. Wasn't it Rob? It, it was, was ugly, ugly game on it both was. sides of the ball. Anybody you know, it, who, who felt great at halftime is lying, but you don't give up on this team. You don't, it, it's a shame on you. If you do, because we've seen this before. I mean, they've been down a bunch of times at the half this year. And they you, still know, come you, back. you know, you know, what's so crazy. Let me let me run through the first several drives, right? Yeah. Chiefs punt, Eagles punt, Chiefs touchdown, Eagles touchdown, Chiefs punt, Eagles interception, Chiefs interception, Eagles punt, mm. Chiefs touchdown, Eagles punt, Chiefs field goal. Yeah. That game was literally boom, 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 boom. And it was all about who made the least amount of mistakes. Right. And who took advantage of their opportunities. Chiefs were three and five in the red zone. Um, Eagles were three and three. That's the game right there. It is. That's 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 the game right there. Like it's well. Let me actually let me make sure I got that right. They were two and five in the red zone. I yes. took that back. They were two, um, but the Eagles the, slowly but surely are getting better. Well, and we'll get well, into two the for four. Excuse me, two for four in the red zone. My, my apologies. They were two for four. But Eagles were three for three. Think about this. You won a game where you were three for eleven on third down. AJ mm. Brown in MVP conversation. Worst game of the year. One catch, eight yards. Worst game he's probably ever played. He may right. ever played in his life. Granted, four targets. He only had four targets. Um, right. They didn't really have too many. See, it's so funny, right? When you look at the play count, right? Chiefs had 74 plays. Eagles yep. had 54 plays. Yep. But they both had an equal amount of drives. They yes. both had the same amount of opportunities with the ball. The difference was the Chiefs, um, they were able to sustain more drives than the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and, and, and that was pretty much it. The Eagles had limited opportunities to score. And when they got the opportunity, they did just that, man. Like, I, what did I say yesterday, right? You asked me a question. Who was uh, who was you asked me who do I think is going to be the best player on the field for the Philadelphia? Yes. And we and, and I jumped, I jumped out the window and I said D Swift. Yes. And you were like, what? I was like, yeah. Yeah, D Swift. You know, yeah. and it was the hell of a game, man. Before, I think he was their most consistent yeah. offensive player. I do. I, I think yeah. you look at what he did all around. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, six, look, no matter what, his, the rushing numbers maybe aren't going to blow you away, but I don't care. 12 rushes, 76 yards, that's 6.3 yards per carry. And he got a touchdown and he caught three for 31. He was exactly what you want him to be. That dual threat out of the backfield. He played extremely well. Um, look, think about it early too. This really had every earmark of the Super Bowl. Like the, um, Pacheco's running all over the Eagles early and you're like, oh my God, here we go again. Right. Uh, 
they 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 start to kind of falter in certain ways. It just had a lot of earmarks of the Super Bowl. And then the Eagles made adjustments at the half. I mean, they gave up five sacks in the first half. When does this offensive line ever give up five never. sacks? It's never, never. It's never, never been done. And, and I, I, I'll I tell believe. you what, dude. Jason Kelsey was pissed off after the game. Like, he was like, look, I'm glad we won. I'm Believe me, I'm glad we won. I'm not happy with what went on with our unit and me. Like, But I thought he was awesome in the game, by the way. But anyway. Yeah, he had so, a better second half. Chris, I'll be honest with you. That first half. Chris Jones was forcing him into retirement. Chris Jones was getting busy. Yeah, he was. He was working the guards too. But yeah, but yeah, everybody, yeah. All I thought guys. everybody, even Lane, Lane didn't have a good uh, first half. But yeah, they made there was adjustments. a moment. There was yeah. a moment they put Chris Jones on the edge in, uh, in front of Lane, and he beat Lane so bad. Yeah, so yeah. And bad. there was miscommunication. There was a play where Lane was expecting a screen, which means you kind of hit your guy, and then you start to get downfield to block, and uh-huh. that end up like there was a lot going on. And I think Statland probably lit him up pretty good. And it w- it was a good wake up call because they didn't give up a sack in the second half. Yeah. Um, they they all collectively as a group. Think about that. They didn't give up a sack in the second half. The defense shuts out Mahomes in the second half. You know, wow. you need some good fortune along the way. Obviously, Scantley Valdez Scantley dropping that ball is enormous. But so what? We've been on the wrong end of that too many times here. You know, in Philadelphia, football is a game <clears throat> of three things that have to work in concert. Luck, opportunity, and execution. Yep. That's what the NFL is. Luck, opportunity, and execution. You can't you can't win Super Bowls without either of those three things. They all have to work in concert. And that's what last night was. That's what the Super Bowl, that's what a Super Bowl winner is. Sometimes some like no no one just get no one just wins a Super Bowl just straight up. Like like certain things have to happen. Maybe a, maybe maybe one of your rivals quarterback gets out for the knocked out for the season, or um, maybe an injury happens over here, or over there, or um, maybe, maybe maybe two teams who are a real threat to you. The weaker team knocks out the better team, and you and, and you get a you get a great matchup. It's a game of matchups. It's yep. a game of luck, opportunity, and execution, and it's all the, the victor goes to spoils. Uh, the victory goes to those who takes advantage of all three of those categories. Yeah, it's really it's it's really that simple, Rob. Man, the Philadelphia Eagles they are a team who are far from perfect, very flawed. Like all these teams are. If sure. you if you've been watching, if we we've all been watching football all year, all these teams are flawed. Mm-hmm. But because the Eagles are eight and one, or I'm sorry, nine and one, and they're not the most sexy, they're not the sexiest team uh, in the market. They they don't get the same level. They don't they don't get the same level of respect or grace, or they're more heavily criticized than others because yes. of their flaws. Yep. The fact of the matter is, they win games, and sometimes you know it's lonely at the top. You know, when you're, you know, when you're winning, a lot of people are, aren't comfortable with being around winners. Oh, listen, no doubt. I, I mean, the other thing that's that's crazy is the Chiefs were 62-6 and six under Andy Reid when leading by 10 points or more at the half. And you won that game last night in their place. I mean, mm. that there's so many different things, so many different takeaways from that game that, that can – I know it's a week-to-week league, but when of you course. win a game like that, it just – At Arrowhead. At right. Arrowhead. No question. And there were like to me, it's a character win. It's the kind of win that that only the real teams with guts and heart and the skill, you know, to boot come away from with a win. Most other teams fold in that situation. They're they're, the the Chiefs are like Mahomes is kind of like Mike Tyson was back in the day. It's Mm. just like he shows up and you're scared. That they didn't they didn't blink the Eagles. And I can't I can't emphasize that enough. You know, it wasn't perfect. They made mistakes, but 
but they figured it out, man, and they got through it. And that's all that really matters in the end. I mean, it's tone. They have been, they have had the best record shared it or had it by themselves since week one of 2022. That's 17 regular season games and now 10 games. 20 set for 27 weeks of the regular season. They've either been tied or had the best record themselves. Mm. They win, man. <laughs> they win the, this quarterback and this coach win. And I'm not taking anything away from the other, because I, 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 it's a team game, but man, they win. And last night was a, was a perfect example of it. Yeah. You know, Jenna Hurd says something in his uh, press conference at the end of the game. He said, you know, we're going through a character development process. We're going through a character building process and games like this, you know, when you don't have your best stuff, when you know when the other team is as good as they are and, you know, it's, you're going blow for blow and, you know, it's all about who makes the least amount of mistakes. This, you know, th th these are the games that build your character. These are the games that make you battle tested and prepare you for the real bullets when they start flying, you know, in the playoffs. Again, you know, I'm at a point now where I don't really care what score it is. I can't count this team out, man. You, you, you just can't. Like yeah. last night, all I could think to myself was the Eagles are like zombies. They're the un, they're the walking dead. Just when you thought you killed him, just when you thought you drove the stake through his heart, you turn around and he's right there, like mm -hmm. the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know what? From now on, the Philadelphia Eagles, they know, you know, we're gonna start calling Jalen Hurts on his boys, Michael Myers, man. <laughs> Michael Myers, Freddie Cougar, Jason. Yeah, that should be the walkout music to those to th th those guys. It, it's the reason those it's the reason those three murderers had. had <laughs> Eight seven plus sequels because you uh -huh. can't kill them, they won't die. That's right, they won't die. You feel me, bro? Stay with me, they I, won't die. <laughs> I listen, man. It is, it, it's like, uh, he, there's a scene in Rocky 2 where uh, Apollo's talking to his manager, all right, Tony, and he's saying, I want a rematch with Rocky, we got to get this guy to get back in the ring with us, right? And, and Tony's sitting there saying, He's He's all wrong for us, man. We don't need this guy. Let, let, let's fight somebody else, a real right. contender. And then Apollo says to him, what are you afraid of, Tony? And then Tony walks up to him and he says, I watched you beat that man like I never saw no, saw no man get beat before. Cool. And he kept coming after you. You don't, want we don't that. need that man in our life. And that's the Eagles. It doesn't matter how ugly it looks in the first half. It doesn't matter how ugly it looks through three quarters. It doesn't matter if Jalen Hurts isn't putting up spectacular eye-popping numbers. They are resilient to the point where they didn't hear a bell. So they're Tony, still going. Tony Duke, man. Tony that's Duke, Duke was a baby. Bad man. He was a bad man. He was an he was an OG with the shaved head, too. Tony uh -huh. Duke. I give him props when guys weren't doing that back in the day. He was one of his it. most powerful scenes in the Rocky franchise is when he brought him back for Rocky Balboa, Rocky Six. Yes. Yes. And they were and, and, and they were in like that garage slash <laughs> makes like gym. chains and yeah, chains yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, what does he say to him? He says, he says, um, he says, uh, your knees are shot. Yeah, yeah, you, uh, you, got, yeah, you got arthritis in your knees. Yeah. You, got, you, got, you, got, you got arthritis in your knees. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You you got brain damage on this side. Yeah, you got no speed. You you got, you, you got no speed. Yeah, you're not going up. You, you're not going out boxing. Yeah, but power. We need brute. Strength we need brute power. We, yeah, we need brute, unadulterated, unequivocal yeah. power. Yeah, and he cracks his neck on both sides. Right. Yeah, and then and then they just go about like Rocky pulling tires and Yo. chains and yeah yeah. He says he says you're not going to last. Yeah, but you got to make them feel it. Yes. 
Oh, yes. Duke, man. R.I.P. to R.I.P. to Tony Burton. R.I.P. to Duke. Duke, very underrated, by the way. Very underrated actor, general. man. Yes. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm watching Rocky Balboa tonight. I'm telling I'm watching you, man. it. You can never go wrong watching Rocky Balboa. So, so real quick, I'm sorry. Yeah. Real, real, really quick, bro. I'm sorry about this. Did you did you watch Sly? Or, um, oh, um, it's uh, it. Okay, so did you watch it? I have two. Um, yes, I did watch it. I have I have two uh, recommendations for people. One is Sly. And the other one is it ain't over till it's over. It's about Yogi Berra's life, uh, it, which is incredible. Okay, and what's but that? Sly was freaking awesome. Sly was so good. You know, he yep. said in that he said in that documentary, he said his greatest achievement was Rocky Six. And I agree with that. I think Rocky Six is extremely underrated because I didn't like Five, and yeah. he put a bow on it with Six that was so good, man. It was it, it tied. Everything in, and he has the all-time speech with his son. All-time movie speech. about life and how life can 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 knock you down, and nobody's going to hit harder than life. But it's not not about getting hit hard. It's about how hard life can hit, and you keep you keep getting back up, keep getting keep, back up, keep getting back up. Yeah, it's, it's you know last thing about Rocky, Rocky Five, you know, and Sly. He 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 said the reason that one didn't do as well. He said it was too personal. Yeah. He made yeah, it was his son, and there's a lot too, that was, was going too on. Too personal, son. yeah, and yeah. sad because his, his son in real life passed away. He passed away. I think he had a heart attack or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, but yeah, man, like you said, like like Duke said, we don't need that man in our life. You don't want the Eagles in your life, <laughs> exactly. And that, that man, you. that man is Jalen Hurts, and that team is the Philadelphia Eagles. So yes. Um, all right, let's come back. Let, let's. I want to give the defense its flowers when we come back, Tone, because um, to do what they did in the second half, to make some of the plays that they made in that game, to contain Kelsey the way that they did. Uh, and there were other guys who didn't show up on the stat sheet that I thought had major impacts on this game. Uh, so we'll get into all of that with the defense. Then we'll do the offense. We got Coach Marcus joining us at 1230. So we'll get his take on everything that's gone down, not only with this this game last night, but everything that's happening with this team now and as we march forward here, you know, it's crazy. We're, we're uh, 10 weeks, 10 games in, going heading into week 12. So we'll do that. A lot of NFL stuff, man. Uh, Steelers make a move. Jets make a move. Uh, there's a chance that, that a, a really key player in the AFC could come back at some point. So we'll get into all of that as well. We'll give Howie some props, too, for some of the moves that he's made in season or right before the season that have really helped this team, which is kind of his, you know, trademark too. Uh, he's done a lot of that the last couple of years. So we'll do all those things. When we come back, Eagles win. Yes, I was wrong. Yes, I was wrong. And I'm seeing calls for the gritty. Let's remember tone shot the gritty down. Yeah. Yeah. Tone that's shot that's done. Down. We're not doing that anymore. That's, we don't need that. Listen, we don't need that man in our life. We don't need that gritty in our we're life. We're trying to enjoy victory. Tuesday, yes, correct. You correct. You don't want your Tuesday <laughs> taken down. You want it raised up a notch. All right, so let's do all that when we come back. He's Tony Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. Let me tell you about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Listen, man, you, you, you're up late watching the game. You don't feel like cooking tonight. I get it. You know, who does? So go and hit Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Get yourself the best selection of food that you could possibly find, all right? They have 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. They have specialized pizza your way. If you're not up for pizza, they have fresh pasta. They have sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Whatever you are into, family-owned since 1985, you get Alex and the crew there 24-7, putting out the absolute best product that you could have. The other great thing about Bravo Pizza of Havertown is they're committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, for schools, for little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You could follow them at the Bravo Pizza of 
on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're located at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania. 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown, PA. Give them a call, 610-446-3810, 610-446-3810. Here's a little bit more on Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428-267-261-3428 my name is dr bruce grossinger and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN.
E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back. Back on a winning, winning Tuesday, an Eagles Tuesday. Yes, hanging out. Tone to Shields, Rob Ellis. Hit the like if you could, friends. All right, uh, let's look at the defense here, Tone. Amazing when you think about it. Look, I'll tell you the other thing real quick before we get into the Eagles defense. I know they have Mahomes. I know it's Andy Reid. I know there's a lot of season left to fix this thing. But they got problems, Kansas City. They got problems. They have now gone um, three straight games scoreless in the second half. They're averaging 5.3 points per game in the second half. They have 26 drops on the season, which is the most in the NFL. Andy has done Mahomes a disservice. I Mm. watched it years ago with McNabb. And he's doing the same thing with Mahomes. Before Andy finally begrudgingly gave in to get a star receiver in T.O., he was throwing James Thrash out there and Todd Pinkston and a bunch of guys who weren't good enough. And it hurt McNabb for years till he finally gave in. He's doing the same thing now with Mahomes. You trade away Tyreek Hill. Okay, I get it. You won a Super Bowl last year and you think you can get away with mediocre receivers. You can't. Even Mahomes needs some help. I know he's got Travis Kelsey, but it's absolutely a joke. A joke what he's doing there with that, but anyway, that's just me, and that's no, 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 that's a good point. That's interesting. I didn't think about it from the from the McNabb perspective because it, it's so easy to overlook because of what Kansas City has achieved thus far in yep. Andy Reid's tenure. It's very easy to o- overlook that notion. Um, you win the Super Bowl with Tyreek Hill, and then you find and, and then you lose the following year to the Bucks, and then you find a way to win the, and then you find a way to win it again without a guy like Tyreek Hill. No, lost him, won it. And then this year, this is his second year in Miami. Right, right, right. I'm sorry. sorry. I, I, I was I was starting from the first Super Bowl he had. Oh, 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 when yeah, he yeah. was still there. I got when you. When he was still there. They won that you. one, and then they yep. lost the following year to Tampa Bay. And then I think that following year, um, the Rams and Bengals went. And then, obviously, last year, they made it back with Juju Smith-Schuster and crew. Yeah. And um, maybe so, – so what you're saying, if I'm understanding you correctly – you're saying that because they won it last year with that mediocre crew, um, you, do you think Andy Reid and those guys are essentially they're over, they're over, they're underestimating the need for talent at that position? I yes, I think Mahomes is so great, and they and it worked last year that I think they went into this year thinking they could do the same thing, and I think they're finding out this year that they need better receivers around him, and mm-hmm. it was on full display last night. And it's been on full display all year. When you have 26 drops, which is the most in the NFL, that's telling you something right there. And and the the other thing is, like, Kelsey had a rare, in my opinion, bad. I know he had a touchdown, but a rare bad game. A lot of times he and and Mahomes will will figure out a way to resurrect everything and just drag that offense along. But it didn't happen last night. Kelsey's aging before our eyes. Yeah. He's aging. He doesn't have the same get off. Um, It seems like he's all, it it seems like he's kind of limping or, or, he's or, not right. Something's or, wrong with him. Or yeah, dragging he's, that he's leg, just like every other drive. He just yeah. seems he just seems like he seems like a like a shell of himself. Now yeah. again, he's still a top five, top three tight end. At least that's let's not let's not get it twisted here. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. But there, it, it to me at least, he looks like he's dragging more so than anything. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So anyway, that's that's yeah. their problem. But yeah. okay, so early in this game, Pacheco's kind of getting loose. Uh, Kelsey did make a couple plays early and you're thinking to yourself, man, this is, this isn't setting up well here. Um, and you get down 17 to seven at the half, they give up 17, which 
I'll say, I will say this though. When it was 17 to seven, I'm like, you know what? As hideous as this is, it's only 10. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not out of it, you know, by any stretch. So the, the, I think the big thing, they made some adjustments at halftime. Um, and then what you started to see, and there was some miscommunication. You remember on the first touchdown that Watson had, um, Bayard, I think Bayard just made a mistake. And, mm-hmm. and, and that to me is very correctable. Yeah. You saw him get that pick, and that was an underthrow by Mahomes, but you saw Bayard get the pick, which was big. But the Kelsey, I can't, you know, overemphasize this. The Kelsey interception, mm. or the Kelsey fumble, that would have put them up 24 7, I think, at that point. I think it was, yeah. I think that's what it was. Um, actually, I'll go back to exactly. Yeah, that. yeah, it would have been 24 7. All right. So at that point, man, with that much time left in the game, that would have been really, really difficult to overcome. It really would. So no, I'm sorry, I, 24 14. It would have been 24 yeah, but, 14. That, you, so it's a two possession game if he scores there. And they're on the 15. Like they were actually, they were even further down than that when he caught right. it. And then and, and Roby punches it out, which is a really good play by Roby. Mm-hmm. That is enormous that they get those two turnovers because that's been an issue all season with them. Um, you know, and then they really, the rest of the way, Mahomes was like pedestrian. You know, he ends up, think about this. He had 43 attempts in that game. He only had 177 yards. He only averaged 4.1 per per completion. 4.1. You like you would take that all day with that guy. Right. Uh, Milton Williams. It's a shame he got you know friendly fire where he got clipped in the. In Milton the, Williams was having a game. He was awesome until that point last night. I think the best game he played as an Eagle. Yeah, man. He was he was slicing through the backfield, tackles for yeah. loss. You and know, like, uh, and he, like hard hits too. Hard hit. He was making he was he, he was making Pacheco feel him for sure. Yes, yeah. So he was really good. I, I'm telling you, man. I thought Reddick was awesome. Reddick had one sack, but he had three QB hits. Mm-hmm. He was active the whole night. I thought he he had great get off. I thought he played an excellent all around game. I really really did. I thought he was awesome. And you know the other thing about the the Chiefs rushed for 121 in the first half. That's just just the first half alone. If you look at what happened in the second half, man, the the running game. I know Andy didn't run it quite as much, and that's obviously a, you know one of the chief complaints about Andy is he gets away from the run too much, blah blah blah. But they only rushed for a buck sixty eight on the night, so they they basically rushed for forty seven yards in the second half. That was yeah. a total shutdown. Yeah, they should, you know it's and you know I didn't expect um I I I didn't account for the Chiefs getting off to such an easy start running the ball. I did, I, I, you know, I had them going for under 75. They more than doubled that on the night. But if you really want to look at the game fairly, yeah, they, they popped off for 122, I think, in the first half. And to me, I thought that was a clear sign of trouble for the Philadelphia Eagles. But then all of a sudden, they shut them down, held them to under 50 yards in the second half rushing. That's huge. And it gave, it gave that defense, it gave the offense a fighting chance you know, the defense, you know, they created so many opportunities for the offense, whether it was forcing a turnover or forcing three and outs. Um, they, you know, there, there were just moments in that game where I thought to myself, offense, you have to do something. Defense cannot hold up this long against this quarterback. It's right. like they're slowly leaking oil, slowly. You, offense has to do something. And lo and behold, they did just that, man. It, it was, you know, got to give Sean Desai. A lot of credit for making the second half adjustments that he did and his ability to just understand the pulse of a game, you know, hit, you know, uh, well time blitzes. There was one play that kind of burnt me out a little bit where um, I think they sent the they sent the blitz 
and Mahomes converted like a crucial third down. Right. I think I think it was to Justin Watson, and Sidney Brown was the defender. Yes. My problem with that was why are you blitzing Reed Blankenship and not blitzing Sidney Brown? Reed Blankenship is, is better in coverage than Sidney Brown. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you leave Sidney Brown back there in coverage and you blitz Reed Blankenship. You're better, more technically sound safety. You know, right. I had, you know, you know, th- that, that was one of my issues on defense in, this, in, in the second half. But, you know, when you when you shut them out in the second half, man, regardless of what the yardage was, yardage was you shut them out. You shut Patrick Mahomes out in the second half and you're going to have people say, well, you know, he has no receivers. Well, hold on. Wait, y'all were the same people saying he doesn't need receivers. So which is it now? Yeah. You know, like, is it does he need receivers or does he not need receivers? Because last time I checked, everybody needs some kind of competency at every position. I agree. I, look, I, I mean, and think about it too. Like, not only did you did you shut out Mahomes, you shut out Andy Reid. Andy Reid, who had your number in the Super Bowl. Let's not forget about that second half. You know, Kansas City was able to just continually cash on drives in the second half of the Super Bowl, and whatever it was, you made the adjustments that you needed to make. Um, so I, I think it was. I think there's a lot to be encouraged about with Desai. He took over. It's not an easy gig. I know the Eagles have a lot of talent on that side of the ball. I'm not denying that. But you took over a team that lost Hargrave, that lost CJGJ, that lost Epps, that lost Kaiser White, that lost TJ Edwards, that was forced to play a lot of young dudes, that has developed Jalen Carter. Look, Jalen Carter's a stud, but you know you get the most out of him. Jordan Davis took a big leap from year year one to year two. I give him credit for that. Uh, you, you've somehow muddled together that secondary with a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. He has a, he's had a way harder, in my opinion first year as a coordinator than Brian Johnson, because with the exception of say Amalu, yeah, and Miles Sanders, I don't, I don't know how much of a loss that was. You, you, that offense was pretty much intact. Desai has done a good job on the fly, you know, sort of molding this thing and getting them to a place where I think by the time the end of the season comes along, this could be a good defense. I'm still worried about the secondary. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we didn't, I didn't notice Bradbury a ton last night. Oh I no, Bradbury. Bradbury was pretty. That. Yeah, he was pretty stout. I, I, I got some stats for you right now for Bradbury in terms of just uh, how he performed in coverage last night. Um, when it comes to James Bradbury and pass coverage against the Chiefs, uh, Patrick Mahomes was two was two of six, seven yards with a forty two point four passer rating. So mm-hmm. Bradbury on the six attempts that he was target only gave up two catches for seven yards. Man, he was um. He 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 woke he woke up. Now, granted, the the, the receiver competition was nothing that he did, that he's been dealing with all year. Right. That's only going to that's only going to increase. But you know, so far so good. You know what I mean. Sometimes you need these kind of games under your belt so you can you know stack them. You know what I mean. And again, the quarterback is still the quarterback. Remember, everyone's been saying Patrick Mahomes can make anybody look good. Yeah. There's no, listen. There's only but so much makeup you could put on a uh, yeah. duckling. There's only about so much, man. So if it walk like a duck, it quack like a duck. What does it rob? It yeah. is what it is, man. Duck, so man. gotta yeah. get gotta get Bradbury um credit for doing his job last night. Hopefully it can continue. Yeah, I, I think he, you know, and and Slay had his moments, uh good and bad. Oh yeah, he I, got I, he yeah. got well there was when he got deep, he got deeped in space badly, like 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 a bad one, not even a piece of the guy kind of kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh he had a couple plays later that he made. Look, it was up and down. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but like for most, and I think that Deke was in the first half. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was. So f- for the most part, again, they all sort of locked in. John Clark had a report that they said to themselves, like this is what the players were saying to each other at halftime. Like, 
we're not just going to make adjustments. We're going to shut them out. And so they felt pretty confident in themselves and what they needed to do at halftime. And they did it. So I, I think there's, there's a lot to build on um, from that game. I, I really think so. At, between the turnovers happening, shutting out that chiefs team, decide making the adjustments that he made. And he's look, he's not afraid. I, I think he, I think he has this, the same core thought that Gannon has in that he doesn't want to give up big plays, but, I think he's a little bit more willing to get press coverage sometimes, a little bit more willing to blitz sometimes, a little bit more more willing to kind of shake things up and not be as predictable as Gannon. And I, I give him credit for that. He's he's put his own little little twist on things. Yeah, man. You know, it's the, the fact of the matter is, Sean Desai, the stark difference is he makes adjustments. He's you know, he he's not afraid to send some guys and make the quarterback uncomfortable, you know. That first drive, you know, where Hassan Reddick came off the edge like a bat out of hell and cracked my homes. I was like, okay, this is going to be a physical game. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was just you, know, you you can't overlook you can't overlook what this past defense has been going through over the past several weeks and then what Sean Desai has had to deal with. And mm -hmm. he's been he's been putting a tourniquet all over all over this defense. And you know, they you know, they ultimately rallied. You know, he he has he has some very interesting moments throughout his first year as the uh the coordinator for the philadelphia eagles um he completely shut down a healthy matthew stafford and cooper cup in the second half of that game after getting you know essentially torched in the first right um he found a way to hinder um that electric offense in miami holding them to 17 points and then he does is the patrick mahomes he's starting to stack up a nice little resume for himself um I can only imagine what happens when he gets some when he gets some some more talent back there, maybe some more youth on the back end, um, you know that you know that's actually competent, um, and, and some and some consistency. So I think, I think this 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 is a good sign thus far. Um, I'm curious to see what they do against a guy like Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, uh, one of the best receivers uh, in the NFL. But again, Patrick Mahomes, at the end of the day, he can put the ball anywhere he wants. They found a way to make him uncomfortable just enough. Yeah, oh, that's that's it. And, and look, we we know what this is. You know, you got Diggs coming up. You, the week after that, you got Debo Samuel and Ayuk and Kittle and that crew and and McCaffrey. You know, out of the backfield. Uh, the week after that, you got Dallas again, who, who put up some major numbers, including CeeDee Lamb. You know, the week after that, you get Seattle. You know, and you got to deal with uh, with Metcalf and uh, Lockett and uh, Smith and the Jigba. I mean, you got a lot on your plate here. For the next few weeks, but it's about getting better. Um, and I think what we're seeing from this team is it, it, I also like a team that can beat you any number of ways where they're not one dimensional. All right. It's got to be a shootout. They got to win 42, 35. No, no. They got, it's got to be 17, 14. No, you beat any which way. If you think about it, you know, they, they, they've won plenty of high scoring games already, but they won a game like, and, and some of this is dictated by the weather. It was it was sloppy, man. It was hard. Yeah, it was, it was nasty tough. out there, yeah. It was so raining. for both teams, you know, if we get a clean track, who knows what it looks like. But all the more reason, you're built to do it any different way. You're going to get bad weather in the playoffs, odds it's are. The, it's the NFL, man. Yeah. People want to hold the NFL to these college Madden video game standards. This is, this, this is real life here. This sport is not for pretty boys. You know what I mean? Like, like, like this, this sport is gritty and get nasty and it requires you to know how to win in more than just one way. That's what separates the mediocre teams from the good teams and separates the good teams from the great teams. Right. Mm -hmm. you, the, the more ways 
that you know how to win that elevates you. And the Philadelphia Eagles have shown they have an ability to win in every which way this right. upcoming season. How many teams in the NFL has won in more ways than the Philadelphia Eagles have this year? How many? I, I don't think anybody has. I don't think anybody has the deepest bag of ways to win than the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Yep. I'm willing to I'm, I'm willing to challenge anybody in that regard. I agreed. Agreed, man. And and look, we know I think there were some things defensively, at least a lot of this applies to the first half, but that were uncharacteristic. A tail you know, two they, halves, literally. Yeah, I mean, they were run on in the first half. They haven't been run on all year. Um, you know, and, and then conversely, the offensive line gives up five sacks. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen that. When, with this group together, with the Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Maialata, Dickerson group, I don't I don't think I've, I, I don't remember a game where they look like that. But yeah. they fixed it. That, that The other part is they, they clearly, there's good coaching going on there. And I know the players take responsibility too. But the coaches can diagnose what's happening, fix it, make the adjustments necessary, and then come out and look like that on both sides of the ball. And that has to make you feel good as well. Yeah, got to give credit to Spagnuolo as well. I mean, he came out the gate making it very clear what his intentions were. He was going to blitz in every which way. Uh, they were blitzing corners. They were blitzing safeties. They were, they were blitzing everybody. Like he, Spagnuolo was doing his best to make Jalen Hurts see ghosts on every single play, even on first down. Like It just seemed like he was just being so creative with the blitzing packages. Got to give credit where credit is due. And Jalen, this just shows the evolution of Jalen Hurts as not only a quarterback, but his evolution as a field general. Yeah. The ability to stay poised, stay calm, not shrink when you knew things were not going in your favor, when you knew your offensive line was struggling in that first half. He didn't panic. No. He stayed the course. He kept chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Did he have his best game? No. Um, he still completed around 63, 64% of his passes. So relatively accurate, slightly below league average. But if I'm not mistaken, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he only completed. Uh, let me make sure I got this right. He, Patrick Mahomes went 24-43, and he completed uh, 50, 55, 56, yeah. 56% of his passes. So – when you put it in perspective, you know you 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 had you had to look at it like this. He he had the, he had the one interception with the miscommunication between AJ Brown, but then Patrick Mahomes followed up with an interception as well. So I'm not gonna you know it was tit for tat in that regard. I'm not gonna right. kill him for that. It, they, it, it's he's throwing the ball more. It happens. But 14 for 22, you got to give credit where credit's due with his his maturity at the position. There's the the Eagles defensively and offensively. They're so. They're so stout situationally. Mm-hmm. That's that's playoff football. Situate like what can you do in this situation? They have been put through so many various situations throughout this first half of the season. Now, second half of the season, you can't tell me they're not booked for any any circumstance in the playoffs. That's the thing. I keep emphasizing this, and I, and I, I tried to get this across to, to everybody before this stretch. Like, yeah, would you rather? be playing crappy teams and guarantee yourself a win. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. But when you play teams like this, it gets you better. Iron sharpens iron. And you're going to be in situations of adversity like you were last night because this is going to happen in the playoffs. You're going to get in a situation where you're down or something bad happens or there's a turnover or whatever, and you're gonna ha- or you're going to be in bad weather, and you're going to have to overcome it. And I think having gone through these things the last couple of years, but especially this year, fresh, is, is going to be so – 
enormous for this team come January and, and hopefully in February too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so interesting about what you said about, you know, uh, people just want to blur one out and bat, have bad opponents, yada, 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 right? As humans, our brains are naturally meant to function to seek the path of least resistance. Yes. We're, as humans, we're natural innovators. Our goal is always to choose the simpler path. Our goal is always to work smarter, not harder. That's the way our brains work. We're always trying to um, streamline things, fast track things. But when you're in the NFL, that's not how it always works, right? You can't always have the path of least resistance. Depending on the type of thing you are, the league may grace you with the path of least resistance, a la the, the Detroit Lions. The schedule was a gift for them. Yep. But again, when you're forced to take the path of most resistance, when you're forced to have to play the Chiefs on the road, and then you got Miami coming to Philly, and then you got Dallas, um, and you go and, and they're going through this really uh tough stretch uh, with you know with Josh Allen and the Niners coming and yep. you gotta go to the Cowboys on the road, all that kind of stuff. And then you're there's many games in the season throughout the season where you've been down by 10 points or more in the first half, and you have to find a way to rally and just figure out and figure out that Rubik's Cube so you can get the W. That's that's championship level football right there. Mm-hmm. That's 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 when that's when you're tested the most. That's how you find out who you truly are. You know, my, my dad always told me this right growing up. Yeah, he said he said, listen, I'm never going to judge you. I'm never going to judge you when things are always going right, or never judge a man um, in moments of peace. Judge a man in moments of chaos. Who is he when everything is going to shit? Who is he when things are going his way? Does he lash out on everybody? Does he point the finger? Or does he look within yeah. and stay focused on the goal and chip away at it little by little? That's who the Philadelphia Eagles are. Judge them in chaos. Don't judge them in peace like the Cowboys. Right. You know what I mean? People, no, are, I... people are judging the Cowboys because they're blowing out the Panthers. And uh, they're blowing out the, you know, the, the, the Giants and the Jets. And they're giving them all this Kool-Aid. And my thing is, okay. All right, blow their head up all you want. I can't, I can't, I can't pay attention to that. I can't judge a team properly in moments of peace. Judge me when the bullets are flying. We'll find out who we'll find out who survives the war. Well, you're right. I mean, here, here's what I can tell you too, and I'll relate this to recruiting. When recruiters, let's just take high school football, for example. One of the things that recruiters always look out for. Yeah, everybody's great when you're winning and you're beating a bad team and you're throwing the ball 50 yards down the field, guys making catches, blah, blah, blah. That's all good. It's all well and good. You need athletes. What they really watch for is what's happening when you're getting your ass kicked in a game and you're down three touchdowns and it's it's sloppy weather and Mm -hmm. things look bad. Are you still giving the same kind of effort you were giving? Are you still the same kind of teammate? Mm -hmm. Are you moping? Are you yelling at guys? Are you not listening to your coaches? All of those kind of things come into play a lot. So my point is, it's easy to be that guy, that gal, when you're winning and front running. It's really hard when you're losing. Like that. That's when you know I, I, they talk about exhaustion. You know, makes cowards out of all of us. When you're down and you're and you're losing to the team that you lost to in the Super Bowl at the half at third place with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. It. it I'll, I'm telling you, a lot of teams would have folded up the tent, and they didn't. And yeah, did the Eagles get a couple breaks along the way? Yeah, but you, you have to put yourself in a position to get breaks too. Like mm-hmm. if you're getting killed in that game, it doesn't matter if Valdez Scantling drops that ball. But because you're up, we're going to point to it, and rightfully so. 
but you got yourself back in that game based on what you did, not necessarily what they didn't do. Uh-huh. And that's a big piece of this, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's just that simple. And another thing to keep in mind, um, the Kansas City Chiefs, their defense, uh, they were doing a pretty good job holding teams uh, from a scoring perspective, right? Um, let me make sure I got this number right. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they were holding teams at home. You know, when they were home, they were holding teams to uh, to under 15 points a game. Under 15 points a game, right? Yeah, yeah. The Eagles put up 21. So the Eagles the Eagles forced Kansas City out of character. You follow right. me? Both teams were out of character from a scoring perspective. The Eagles normally score more on the road. The Chiefs normally hold teams to a lesser amount when they're at home. The Eagles went against the well, the Eagles went against Kansas City's trend. So Kansas City had an out of character second half, mm-hmm. right? The Eagles they had a relatively out of character first half. And at the end of the day, somehow, some way, when it's all said and done, the Philadelphia Eagles always have more points than the opponent. Yeah. Yep. That's it. And that's the bottom line. All right, let's come back uh, and let's look at the offense. A very interesting night. You win a game where A.J. Brown essentially does nothing. Three for 11 on third down. It's not a night where where Jalen Hurts led up the scoreboard, you know, with his stats. But second half, when it was crunch time, you delivered. So let's look at the offense when we get back, and we'll do that. Again, Coach Marcus at 1230. We'll talk to him about the overall big picture of this team. But we got a lot to do here off of this game as the Eagles beat the Chiefs 21-17 in Kansas City. Rob Ellis, Tone to Shields. We're coming at you on this Tuesday. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances is priority one. And I was there in the front of the line, man, trying to find that right person for a long time. And I found the right person. I don't want you to have to go through what I went through. Uh, Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group are the people that I trust. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business and you want to get your employee benefits off the ground. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I personally haven't trusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You could also email him as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray, dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams 
deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy, happy Tuesday. You know, the, the beauty of the... Uh, of the Monday night game is you feel like you're, you're a day ahead. In other words, it's Tuesday already. Right. And before you know it, the, the bills game is going to be upon us. That was a long wait for that Mm -hmm. game. That's the other nice thing about getting that win last night tone. You wait 15 days for your team to play. You need them to get a win, man. That would have been a, that would have been a tough pill to swallow to lose to them again. You know, considering the Super Bowl went down the whole oh they can't beat Andy Reid they can't beat Mahomes it was it was it was nice to put that stuff to to, to bed to rest. Yeah, you know it looked like the the guys in the trenches, man, especially on the offensive side, they seemed like they came out sluggish, man. I don't you know I don't know if they had one too many um, slabs of baby back ribs over the uh, over the bye week. Too much I don't barbecue. Know. Yeah, I don't know if they had too much KC barbecue while it was out there. I don't know, but man, it, it seemed like they were moving in quicksand in that first half. Either they either they were moving in quicksand or or the Chiefs defense, you know, they had on they had on some type of go-go boots. I don't know what it was, man. They were just, you know, they were just they were just coming, they were shooting out of a cannon. But regardless, man, they um they got it together. They got it together. And lo and behold, man, they're nine and one. Yeah. They're nine and one, all things considered. When you when when all when all else fails, you can say, you know what? They're nine and one. Well said. All right, so let's look at this thing um, from an offensive perspective. So I want to start giving uh, – let, let's give props first. Um, DeAndre Swift, who, who was your call for the best player on the field, 12 rushes, 76 yards, 6.3 yards per rush, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Three catches, 31 yards, 10.3. I, what I really was encouraged by was I thought he was – I thought he ran well on the, uh, on the edge. I thought he ran well inside. Uh, he looked – like the guy we saw earlier in the season, which led me to believe he was a little bit worn down, you know, as we got closer to the bye week and he got a, you know, a little bit of time to rest and he got back to being himself. I, I, he played really well. He looked like a feature back, man. 
Yeah, yeah. They they did a good job creating opportunities for him. I think that was the thing that stood out the most for me. Um, Sean Desai utilized DeAndre Swift all across that field. They used him in jet sweeps. They used him in a screen game. Uh, you know, he was uh, you know, running running out of the shotgun. They actually used they actually used a handful of um delayed runs. You know, some yep. you know, some, uh, you know, some draw plays. Um, they they did a, they did a good job um leaning on where the constant offense was coming from. And you know, DeAndre Swift, he he had so many big plays that put them in position to score. Every scoring drive they had, DeAndre Swift had like at least a twenty to thirty yard, you know, uh, play. You know, you know, uh, to put them in position. Got to give credit where credit is due. You know, I just felt like prior to that game, I felt like DeAndre Swift, it was going to be imperative for him to take advantage of his opportunities, right? And I knew that in order for him to take advantage of his opportunities, Jalen Hurts has to get things going in the run game for himself, and. They did their best trying to do that. They used they 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 ran Jalen Hurts left behind Jason Kelsey. Got got some good yarders on that. Had a had a quarterback draw in the red zone for a touchdown. Um, they tried to get Jalen Hurts as, as involved in the running game as they possibly could, as much as much as they possibly could. And I definitely respect the attempt. Um, he I definitely think he's still getting back from yeah. that knee. Um, yeah. didn't have the brace, but he had the sleeve on still. Nonetheless, though, DeAndre Swift. Over 100 yards, a touchdown. We spoke into existence, and lo and behold, it happened, Rob. And another thing, man, about you, you called something as well. Uh, you, you, and this this may be more so on the defensive side. Yeah, but actually, no. It was the it was uh was it Devontae Smith? Did you say over for Devontae Smith's yard? Yes, you, you took the over, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, good call by you, man. Devontae Smith. It seemed like he was the the only one that was able to win his matchup. Yeah, or, or 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 was able to get consistently open, and that's why you have a guy like Devontae Smith out there. You know, people say, "Well, when is Devontae Smith going to have his game? When is he going to be the you know the, you know the priority?" And situations, you know, dictate outcome, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it was for Devontae Smith. He took advantage of his opportunities. Big play after big play, big, a big third down catch. Then he follows it up with a big forty yard play, a forty yard um, pass attempt. Could have been a touchdown, but it's all good. We'll take it anyway. Uh, they stayed resilient. They just, they, they just kept pounding, pounding, pounding until 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 something broke through. Yeah, and I thought you know, the, so Devon, the 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 big the forty one yarder was a great throw and catch. You mm-hmm. know, it was it was a money throw. It and by the way, I uh, Jalen audible to that. Uh, Nick said after the game, so props to Jalen on that. But um, it was a tick, not much, like a tiny little Wait. bit. Underthrown, right? Slight. So Devontae has to make a little bit of an adjustment to slow down and sort of, you know, arch and crane a little bit to to bring it home over the shoulder. And and that's the only reason he didn't score. His knee went down or whatever at the one. But nonetheless, a great throw and catch. But he made all kinds of catches during in that game. You know, the couple where he got drilled a couple of times. Mm Like I know, I know people were worried about his size and they thought he was going to be one-dimensional in the league, but he's not. I mean, he can make all the plays any receiver needs to make. It doesn't matter. That, that that young brother is is wrapped in copper wire. Like he's he is wiry strong. He, he's wiry strong. Like he's yeah. he's a he's a dense dude. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um But again, that 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 over that that back shoulder throw, that over the shoulder throw hit uh, catch he had to make, man. The level of concentration he oh, had to have. The level of concentration he had to have, man. That's what's missing. That's what that's what that's what was missing on the Kansas City side. 
Those guys are, yes. are, are pure body catchers. They have no concentration at all when it comes when it comes to tracking the ball. You know, there was a moment where I think Valdez Scanley, prior to that one, he he dropped. Um, Mahomes had him on the deep ball again, uh, and Valdez Scanley, his body control was just so terrible. It was it was almost like he did a three sixty trying to track the ball. He just looked so bad. Yeah. Um, they have real problems over there, but you know, again, this is the kind of game where you just want you're just grateful to get out the win. You don't care how it looked. You don't care how efficient you were. You're just glad and grateful to get out with the win. I'm encouraged, though. I, I know he still had the brace on, and I know he's not all the way there. But he was more willing. They were more willing to call plays, which I think all that's going to do is open up the running game. You know, and by the way, the play call, as much as I didn't love some, I'm still trying to figure out some of the stuff Brian Johnson does. Yeah, too. I'm trying we'll to get figure into that. Yeah, we'll get into that in we're a second. We're definitely but, rip that. But I thought the play call for the quarterback draw, which Jalen scored on, he had two rushing touchdowns, the the uh, tush push and the other one. The, I'm talking about the other one. Was perfect. Like that thing parted like the Red Sea. Kelsey, the guards just Black opened it perfect. up. Yeah, he read it. Probably. It was a great play call. We haven't seen a lot of that. Um, so that worked really well. I thought there were a couple other times he got on the edge and made some plays with his legs. Again, he didn't rush for a ton of yards, but it looks I'm like – he feels better, and that's half the battle here. Like, he's more confident in that knee than he was earlier in the season, for sure. Yeah, you know, uh, you bring up a great point. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts' confidence is growing uh, with his body, for sure. Um, but Brian Johnson. Um, yeah. I, I don't know yet there. I'm not – I don't want to – I don't want to go look, crazy. It, but it was I'm, an ugly game for everybody. Yeah. So, I'm trying to give him grace in that regard, but you threw – Five bubble screens back to back to back to back to back. The, the, the sequence, oh my god, the sequence where the, the, the second one ended up going to uh, Julio Jones. That was like, huh? Uh, was just head scratching kind of stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I even Mike Quick, Mike Quick, who's a you know, a, 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 a team nice guy. guy. <laughs> oh, he's the best, he's the best. But you know, Mike is, is not a guy who's going to come out with a hammer on the team usually, right. Mike's like, I just don't get it. That play never works when they run it. It's about as, you know, he was he was trying to say without destroying him, like, dude, what are we doing here with this? It, it just doesn't work. Move on. Uh, try something else. And and to go back to back with it on that in that sequence, oh man. They need yeah. to do the one thing that still hasn't changed about this offense is they still haven't come up with a legit answer for um blitzes. Yeah, um, in, in the passing attack. Now, Jalen Hurts has done a better job at handling it and responding to it. But as far as from a schematic, you know, from a play call perspective, they still haven't developed a blitz beater. Yeah. Um, you know, when all this fails, throw a bubble screen and hopefully someone misses. And that 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 can't that can't be the case. Now, I think if I had to try, if I'm trying to make sense of it, yeah, I think they were trying to loosen up. That Chiefs pass rush, yeah, I, which which makes sense because it was ferocious think, in the first yeah, half. I think that's what they were trying to do. I think they were trying to get those guys moving laterally, side to sideline, and, and try to loosen them up a little bit. But again, Brian Johnson in this game, I had a ton, a ton of questions about what his about sequencing, um, his situational play calling. You know, um, short aside did a hell of a job. Um, but we got to remind ourselves of this too. This is also Nick Sirianni's game plan. You know, John McWellen was on. Oh yeah, uh, John McWellen was on the the post game show last night, 
and he was reiterating that look, Brian, he calls the plays. Like, you know, that's not to say he doesn't have any input, but Brian calls the plays. That game plan, that's that, no, that's designed during the week by Nick, right? By, by Brian, by yeah, exactly. Jeff Stoutland is involved in the game plan. You know, every, right, exactly. It's so not it's, just Brian Johnson. Yeah. So, 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 so it's just like, I would, all right, so let's do this collectively, Eagles offensive minds. Let's either figure that out or put it away. Either way, get mm. rid of it. Bye bye. And now they, they did run a couple to Swift, which I thought worked. Uh, yeah, I Swift screens worked. His, yeah, it, it was never, one that didn't work. And if he if he would have got through, oh 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 my I god, know. he it, he just missed it. He just missed hitting it up. It, it yes, I I know. I think that would have been a thirty something yarder easily. I think Hurts got on the ball a little too early. Yeah, a little too early. Yeah, like where they could recognize it. Yeah. Just enough. I know. I know. But that that's encouraging because that worked. Let me give you a good stat here from uh, our buddy Jeff Kerr. All right. So he he uh, tweeted this out a little bit earlier. So Jalen Hurts, when trailing this season, when mm. tied or trailing, so it's either tie or losing, 1,510 yards passing, 11 touchdowns, one interception, 113.4 passer rating, and he's completing 72% of his passes. He's also rushed 44 times for 204 yards and six touchdowns. That leads the league. So he he would be second in completion percentage, second in interception rate, and first in passer rating in those situations. So this goes back to what we're talking about. Tight game, you know, tied or losing, delivering in that manner. There's there's just ice water, man. There's no fear in this guy. And it reflects the not team. Easy. He, he he permeates this thing to the rest of the team. Absolutely, you know when, you know when you know when you, when you're the when you're in the thick of battle, right? You know the first person you look to is your fearless leader. How was how is he responding? Is he calm? Yeah. Is he cool? Is he collected? Is he still focused? Is he still relatively optimistic? Right? You know is is he stabilizing this turbulent situation? If you have a leader that's frantic and uh, he's he's he's, he's panicking he doesn't look and yep. and you know he, he looks frazzled and all those sort of things it it, it translates it, it 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 begins to bleed over to mm-hmm. the other guys right yeah and I, I i asked you this um last week i think or maybe two weeks ago i said have you ever had somebody in your life a friend or a family member that you know no matter what's going on good or bad when they're around and they're calm yeah you know everything is going to work out yes i have 100 so, i have yeah. so 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 it's just that's the jalen hurts effect right Mm-hmm. No matter what's going on, mm-hmm. great, terrible, good, bad, mm-hmm. in between, he's the same dude. He throws a fifty-yard bomb. Yep. He throws a he throws a two-yard dump off that turns into a twenty-yard gain. He 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 gets sacked. He throws an interception. He fumbles. He's the same dude. Yeah, you would no. You watch him walk off the field. If you you had no volume on your TV. You had no idea what was going on. You're like, uh, I don't know. Did something good happen? Did something bad happen? I don't. He's the ultimate poker player. You have no idea. I actually thought it was cool. He kind of let his guard down after the game for a second last night, and he went over and he was high fiving with Eagles fans that were down in the lower bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, by the by the the locker room, by the tunnel, and by the uh, by the bench. Right. You know, and it was a little bit out of character, but I think what he was doing was saying. Thanks, man. I know this weather's crap. I appreciate yeah. you Y'all guys came out. out. Yeah, yeah like, thank you. Uh, you know, and that was cool. Like, I I love that part. He kind of it was a little bit out of his comfort zone. 
I would say, but he gave the fans a little bit of love there. It was nice. You know, you know what I think it is also? Jalen Hurts has such a heightened level of self-awareness. Yeah. He he is so in tune with what's going on around him. He understands the trek that fans had to take to get yeah. to that game. He understood the environment they were in. He understood how gritty and ugly that game had to be for them to get the win and how the fans stuck with him and how they were able to get the win. It's, he has such a heightened level of self-awareness to just, to just understand the moment, understand surroundings, understand people, mm-hmm. understand understand what, what, what's, what's needed to be said and what's not necessary to say. Yes. He, he's, you know, just from a mentality perspective, from a leadership perspective, um, he's he he's he's the perfect franchise quarterback you know what i mean now are, are there guys more talented to him sure we can always debate that right but mm-hmm. i always tell people we talked about this before talent is not enough to win in this league yeah it's not yeah if if, if that was the case tavares jackson would have been amazing right. you know what i mean yeah. um ryan leaf would have been spectacular um, you know, n- n- name anybody you want. Talent is not enough to make it in this league. It's not. It's not. It's so much. So much of it. Look, you have to have a baseline of talent, but so much of it is heart, desire, IQ. And I'm not talking about you have to be some brain surgery surgeon, but you got to know your sport and you got to know people too. You have to understand the people that you work with. And in coaches' cases, you got to be able to connect with people. And I think it's again goes back to Nick Sirianni. I, I get it where some people are like, oh my God, a flower speech, or what's what's he what's he yelling about now and, and this and that. But he knows how to connect to his players. He knows how to get the most out of his players. The players know he has at their back. And yeah, I think he's very underrated too, in terms of like getting these guys ready for the team that they're playing too. I how often do you do you feel like the Eagles get out coached in games? Like I they I, I didn't like the way he they coached the Jets game. Mm-hmm. Um but I got to tell you, I rarely come away from a Nick Sirianni team game and say, damn, they got outcoached in that. No, it just doesn't happen often. Like, I thought Andy outcoached him mm. in the Super Bowl, yeah. but I didn't think that he was going to make the same mistakes. Like, I'll tell you the other thing. Andy went passive. Andy punted in a situation that he should have gone What was that, fourth and four, right? Yes. At 100%, he was the more passive coach last night than Nick was. Nick didn't have a ton of opportunities on fourth down and stuff like that. Nick didn't but have I, an opportunity to be passive. They were down most of that yeah, game. But I don't <laughs> he think had, he would have. Right. I don't think he would have, but Andy did. And, and, you know, and when you have Mahomes, and I get it, maybe that's a reflection that he doesn't trust, you know, the cast around Mahomes, but he went conservative last night for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is going to be a very interesting, um, I'm, 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 I'm forecasting, but Excuse me. This is going to be a very interesting offseason for the Chiefs uh, because Travis Kelsey is going to be a year older. What are you going to like? You have you have second year guys in Kadarius, Tony and Sky Moore who still haven't necessarily taken that step. What are they going to do? Are they going to draft the wide receiver? Are they going to trade for one? It's, it's going to be because they can't that can't hold. You know, one one narrative that you know that gets thrown out there is like you know Tom Brady he won with you know some average Joes out there. But here's the thing, right? I don't think there was any point in time in Tom Brady's career where his receivers led the league in drops. Right? They they may not have been the biggest names. They may not have. They yeah, may like not. Edelman have, and those guys caught the ball. Yeah, they may not have been superstars, but they were technically sound yeah. individuals who caught the ball when it came their way. 
And as a quarterback, that's all you that's all you necessarily need. I put the ball where you need it, you catch it, and we just move on. He had he ne- he never won a Super Bowl with any explosive receivers. That's a fact. Um, he had the Randy Moss year, but he lost. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, he, he 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 had a uh, he had a superstar tight end in Gronk for the second half's career. True. But Tom Brady never had a superstar wide receiver and won the Super Bowl at the same time. Never. But what mm-hmm. he did have, he had competence at the position. Yeah. He had guys he trusted. You know. And as much as Patrick Mahomes can take all the bullets he wants, and that's what he's supposed to do. He's doing what he's supposed to do, right? But we all know, and we all got eyes, that dude is seething internally. Yeah. You put the ball there numerous times last night. Yep. And your guys fail you time and time and time again. Again, at that position, you don't need superstars to win the Super Bowl. You don't. But you need competence. I agree with you. That's all you need. You need competence. And that's well, what they're lacking in Kansas City. Yeah. When you I mean, you think about it. The 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 headliner is going to be Valdez Scantling. But I thought Kelsey had at least two drops. Mm-hmm. I thought Watson had two, probably three, which should have been caught. Crucial moments too, like third downs and all that. Yeah. Huge. Even the last play of the game, that ball should have been caught. He put it where even though it was in like triple coverage, it was the he dropped ball. it in there. So, yeah, I mean, if you're Mahomes, all you can do is just keep making the plays you're making, you know, on your side of it. If they don't step up, they don't step up. But he, and, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's interesting too. They forced Mahomes. We talked about this with the, the situation you want the Chiefs in. You want them down. You want to you want to eliminate Travis Kelsey from the equation, and you want to force those other receivers to have to make plays downfield. Yes. Maybe they make one here and there, but they won't be able to do it consistently. And it will rear its ugly head. And that's exactly what happened. Patrick Mahomes had to throw that ball 40-plus times, only completed 55% of his passes, something like that. And he was forced to have to throw that ball downfield to those guys, and they could not make the play. And that was this, and that was the scenario that we were craving. That was the scenario that we were asking for. Give, you know, give give the give the give that team, give the Eagles some credit, you know, for forcing the issue. In the second half, because we all know the first half, it was a different story, but they rallied and they deserve credit for that. Yeah, they do. They do uh, a lot of credit, in fact. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot that stands out from that game. Like I, if I'm giving, you know, like game balls out, I thought mm-hmm. uh, I thought Reddick. I'm talking defensively now. I, I okay. thought Reddick. I thought Milton Williams uh, did an excellent job. Uh, really, on both sides of all props to. to How'd you feel to, about the linebackers? I feel like the linebackers played played decent. I thought Cunningham played very well. Cunningham makes a really nice play. If you remember, I think it was a third down. Um, Mahomes starts to scramble, and he was going to do one of those classic sort of like push pass. Mahomes. Oh, did, did he tip it right? Yes, Cunningham got up and got a piece of that thing, which was a really big play there, which forced the punt. Um, I thought they played. I actually thought Morrow made a couple of plays too. I like what I saw from both of those guys. So props to them. I'm going to the other side. You know, Jalen doing what he had to do was, was clearly big. Devontae Smith was awesome in the game. DeAndre Swift was awesome in the game. Um, you know, other than that, it wasn't a whole lot. It was, a, like we said, a really down night for for A.J. Brown, which you know he's going to come back gang. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about him. I'm not worried about yeah, him. Yeah, he'll come back strong against the Bills. And, you know, the whole solving the tight end thing, I don't know. I mean, I think you're just going to have to to be thankful that it looks like Goddard's not going to be out all that long. Yeah, Grant Kakatero went out with a foot injury last night yeah, as well. Yeah, so. and he had a boot on after the game. 
So, so we're so we're not going to see him for maybe the next two, three, four weeks. You never know. Yeah, they got so Stoll involved a little, but he's just limited. I mean, it's just yeah, Stoll's not explosive at all. Stoll's the kind of guy where wherever whatever route you want him to run, he's going to run the route. Yeah, and are, he's going to catch it. Yeah, but don't don't throw him a ball no, short of the sticks and think. No, and, and he's not he's, yeah, he's not yakking. There is no no he's, he's not he's not yakking at all. Um, no. he's going to catch it. He, he's going to catch it. Then he's going to start to pick four four leaf clovers. He's going to fall to the ground. So, um, you know, again, you, you want you want to get stolen involved, get him a ball or make him have him run routes that are at least five to eight yards downfield. Right. And then he'll catch it. Don't don't throw him anything short of the sticks. Don't do that. I'd like to see. <laughs> and I, I don't know, man. It's been quiet all year pretty much. But I'd like to see a little more from Zacchaeus. I, last night wasn't the ideal night in general. I get it. But I need a little bit more from him, especially with Goddard out, just in terms of just another option. Yeah, if they're taking option, Devontae right, right. and AJ, you know, away. So that that's yeah, something, yeah, that, that I think we're going to have to look for going forward. But I would say that, and I would just say, again, the offensive line, as ugly as it was in the first half, really, I thought some real nice plays in the second half, getting downfield blocks, you know, doing what they generally were accustomed to them doing, being athletic, you know, kind of blowing things up, um, you know, and, and when you needed the tush push, there wasn't a ton of them, but when you needed it, in the end zone and, and the one other time, I think it was two of them last night. They were two for two, whatever. It still continues to be automatic. And that we can't take that for granted how important that is uh, to be able to just continue to do that. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, good enough. And again, Hurts beating 13 straight times, beating teams with winning records when they faced winning, you know, those teams should dispel the myth that they don't you know they can't beat any you know all the good teams and this is during the regular season by the way this is not during the the postseason obviously the super bowl so they that's uh you know a very good time for this team uh moving forward here all right so what we'll do is we'll get a timeout coach marcus is going to join us when we get back we'll talk to him about all things eagles and then the following segment we're going to jump into the nfl uh mike tomlin makes a change and we'll see what kind of impact that that could have could have big ramifications there uh, Jets make a change, uh, a couple other things going on in the league, some injury updates, and we'll really dig into both conferences in terms of standings and who's where and who projects and who could be in trouble. We'll do all those kind of things uh, when we come back. So don't go anywhere. That's Tone to Shields in for D-Gun. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Let's talk about Pro Action Restoration. As I told you, uh, I've had the folks at Pro, from Pro Action Restoration out to my house because I had a uh, – a leak from an upstairs bathroom into a downstairs bathroom that caused a good amount of damage in the ceiling, in the wall, on the, in the carpet, uh, you know, all over the place. So uh, pro action restoration came out, uh, gave me an estimate. Uh, we were kind of going through the, uh, the machinations of how we're going to, we're going to do things. But the great thing is um, th they'll work in conjunction with your insurance company. I didn't have to call 10 different types of contractors. They handle everything. Uh, they're going to handle, uh, the drywall, they're going to handle the ceiling, they're going to handle the painting, they're going to handle the carpet. It's all taken care of. Proaction Restoration is a place that you call if you have issues with water, fire, smoke, mold damage to your property. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Proaction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or uh, online, ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fa- You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done.
fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. All right, we're back. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That's Tone to Shields in for Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. Appreciate you hanging with us. Let's hit the like button if you could, my friend. It's been a while since we had our uh, next guest on, and we missed talking to him. So we thought, who better to talk to after a win like this than mm-hmm. the man himself? You can follow him on Twitter slash X at Coach underscore Marcus, M-A-R-K-U-S, 06. He does an awesome, awesome job just breaking things down. Pro fan talk. You can catch him uh, all the time. uh, A2D radio as well. And there he is. There's my guy. What's up, Coach? What is happening, man? All right. Give me me the emotional roller coaster as you're watching (laughs) that thing last night, man, like the rest of us. Man, let me tell you something. Between the Dallas game and this game and the KC game, man, I gotta, you know, you gotta get new blood pressure medicine, man. It was, <laughs> it was just crazy. Yeah, we we just can't do things the easy way. No, if, it's if, not gonna be one know, of those years, man. It, it just, oh it just gotta get used to that. If you look in the dictionary and you look up "ugly win," it's gonna say "C Philadelphia Eagles." That's, that's <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty three Eagles. Yes, exactly. You know what? But we got it done. It it wasn't pretty. Uh, I guess pretty means you got to blow somebody out by 21, 28 points or something like that. But in today's NFL, it's not always gonna go like that. Mm-hmm. So you get what you get. We grinded out the tough games, and at the end of the day. Our players made the plays and theirs did not. That's what it comes down to. Because if the situation was flipped and we can all go back to uh, the Washington game that we lost last year. Sure. Now they understand they got their Quez Watkins moment. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we were beat. Uh, Who was that? Roby that was beat on that deep throw? Yes. I don't care what Patrick Mahomes. I know he's picking up for his team, but he threw Mm -hmm. that ball on a dime. It was perfect. Perfect throw. Yep. And hit the man in the hands. That's what you get paid to do. And they didn't come through with it. Our players made the plays. Theirs did not. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark, it's good to see you, man. Um, long time we'll see. Glad to have you on the show, man. Thank you. Uh, you know, um, I, I'm I'm looking at this Eagles team, right? And you know, you know, you said it, right? You know, it was it was an ugly win. And you know, uh, it seems like people, uh, not people, not you, but it seems like a lot of people tend to make that seem like it's a bad thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, you know, I was telling Rob earlier. You know, don't judge a team or don't judge a man in moments of peace, right? Judge them in times of chaos. Judge them when things are just going haywire and they still find a way to get it done, right? What's been your overall thoughts on this Philadelphia Eagles team throughout the season? How they've won, um, the quality of the victories, and how and how their methods can translate to the playoffs? 
Uh, they just got to keep doing what they're doing. Every win that we've had this year comes with a butt. Yes, they won that game, but right. it was ugly. Yes, they won that game, but uh, they ran a lot on us. There's always a but. At the end of the day, we still got the dub. Yep. So I will take the butts with the W. I can live with that. You know, I, I don't. I think a lot of um, fandom, especially with with everything that goes on with social media, everybody wants to. Everybody wants something to put on the highlight tape. Yep. And a lot of the people on TV. Uh, present company excluded. A lot of people on TV, they go by the highlights. They don't watch the games. Yes. So there's a lot of detail. There's a lot of minutia in those games that'll tell you a lot about what a team is made of. And we've got that. We win the hard games. You know, we gave, we spotted that. We gave Dallas the game at home on a silver platter and they couldn't finish the deal. Yep. So there's something to be said for that when it comes to the critical times to your point tone when you are in crisis you will, will you will see what kind of character you have and that's why I, i've said this many times before that's why i'm so glad we have qb1 jalen hurts mm. all this is where all of those intangibles all of that stuff they talk about at scouting and combines all the stuff they want to say when they don't think a quarterback is very good Mm-hmm. he's got the intangibles he's a good leader yeah but you ain't said how he throws the ball you haven't said how he reads the defense but he's a leader of men and, and they say everything else but the stuff they want to see on the field now we've got a quarterback that has the tangible assets on the field and the leadership assets yep. so we get the best of both worlds yeah mm-hmm. tell i i mean I, marcus Antone. i've been saying this all year like the eagles aren't a mona lisa they're a paint by numbers but you know what at the end of the day I'm still liking the way it looks hanging on the wall, man. Okay. Can we just get past this thing where it's got to be a supermodel? I don't care. You know what I mean? Just win. And last night's a great, I mean, they're outstated Marcus everywhere. I mean, everywhere they're outstated, but they still figure out ways to win that there's, there's something you can't quantify there, man, that, that they just have. There's an it factor that they have that many others in this league don't. And that isn't going to go away, that it factor. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I would put Jalen Hurts now on the same level of, of Mahomes. Mahomes finds a way to win. Jalen Hurts finds a way to win. The only difference is, is our players made the plays. He yeah. found Mahomes found a way to win. You know, let's keep it real. He he threw the ball where it needed to be. Yeah, and he, he did put it he all the money do. on he got time. let down. Yeah. Exactly. So So they understand that, and we empathize with that because we've been there. Yeah, but we've got a quarterback um, that makes it happen when it needs to happen, and everything that we here in Philadelphia complain about now it, it's definitely a nitpick. Yes, I want better play calling from Brian Johnson in certain situations, but at the end of the day, it's nitpicking because we still have more points than our opponents, mm-hmm. and that's all that matters. So, um, hopefully, going forward, everything gets tightened up. Everything gets tightened up. I'm I'm so tired of of other people talking about our tough schedule coming up and this that and the other and it's like you know what everybody we got to play in this tough schedule have to play us and they don't want that noise because mm. we're finding a way we're finding ways to win you know what I mean Dallas they can talk all never in my life have I seen a a Dallas team okay with a moral victory. Yeah, Where did that never, come from? That's a great sign to me that they were they, they came away from that thing feeling positive. I love exactly. that. Exactly. We gave it to them. 
y'all, we gave y'all the game. We gave y'all three penalties at the end of the game. We had a a, a secondary that was put together by masking tape and bubble gum, and we had a quarterback on one leg, and you still couldn't beat us. Mm-hmm. So now the next time we go down there, we're gonna be healthy. So we'll see what's what's gonna happen with that, you know, yep. when we get to that week. So, but the, the Eagles are in a good spot. We're still getting better. We still haven't played that game on offense and defense where you can say, damn, them boys, them are some bad boys right there. Mm-hmm. You know, but we we are gutting it out and mm-hmm. we're coming out on top. You know, Marcus, you know, you said something interesting, right? The fact that uh, you know, this gauntlet that the Eagles are supposedly on. Uh, everyone's saying the Eagles should watch out for them, but people should really be watching out for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, earlier Rob brought up a, a Rocky II reference, right? And, uh, the, you know, there's a scene where Apollo was trying to set up the fight with Rocky and, and and Tony Duke's like, listen, we don't need this fight. And Apollo's like, no, why not? What, you scared? He said, no, no. I seen you hit that brother with everything you had. He kept yeah. coming. He we don't fall. need that in our life. Yeah. Like, when you hear that, right? Like, how synonymous is that with the Philadelphia Eagles? It doesn't matter what you hit them with. It doesn't matter how the game is looking. They're down by 10, 14 at the half. Somehow, some way, Jalen Hurts and these boys, they find a way to dig deeper than everybody else, and they make the winning plays. You know, you you compared them to uh, Patrick Mahomes always finding a way to win. Some yep. people may call that blasphemous, right? You know, so how, so, 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 how, so how, do you, how do you respond when someone says, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, same level? Make that make sense. Uh, tape don't lie. <laughs> that's that simple. Tape doesn't lie because at the if you want to go by he, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is video game level. Uh, I, you can't take that away. Yeah. I said it last year. Jalen Hurts was the MVP of the NFL last year. If Patrick Mahomes didn't exist, <laughs> let's be real about that situation. <laughs> He's that dude. So when it comes to bringing your team to the next level. Patrick Mahomes is that dude. You can't deny that. But in the Super Bowl, our quarterback was almost the MVP in a losing effort. Right. One mistake cost us. One mistake. So when I look at it from that standpoint of, you know, take all of the stats and stuff off the table. Patrick Mahomes, every time Patrick Mahomes is in the game, you expect Kansas City to win. Mm-hmm. And we are at that level now with Jalen Hurts. If Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts is healthy and everybody's doing what they're supposed to do, when the Philadelphia Eagles come to town or when you roll into Philly, we expect Philadelphia to win because we've taken the we, we took the Cowboys, we took their best shot, right? We took Kansas City, we took their best shot at home. You know, we we traveled to their place and we took their best shot yeah. and we came out with the win. Miami so at well. the end of the day. You can talk stats and you can say Mahomes is a better quarterback and all of that kind of stuff. Yes, you can. But there's only one team that's nine to one, us. Mm-hmm. And there have been some inferior teams that beat Kansas City. Not to mention, they have they, Kansas City is going through the same thing that all these other teams eventually go through. The law of averages is going to catch, going to catch up with you. Now you got Jason Kelsey and who else? Mm-hmm. It's time for those who else players to step up. And they haven't done that. And they've known this. So they can, you know, rag on Tyreek Hill all they want. But I bet you Tyreek Hill would have caught that ball at the end of the Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So so there's pluses and minuses to everything. Patrick Mahomes can't do it all by himself. Yeah, Travis Kelsey can't either. You're right. Yeah. Correct. And and what did they do? Uh, And and I said this um, because in my opinion, when Kansas – when Kansas City played Miami in Germany, 
that showed me something. Miami had that game. Mm-hmm. Miami had held them to 14 points, and the only reason they won was because Tyreek Hill got that fumble and they got a scoop and score off of it. That right. was it. Miami's defense played lights out. For whatever reason, in that particular game, Miami's offense couldn't do squat mm-hmm. in the first half. If Miami would have done what they had normally done in games, they would have won that game. But for whatever reason, you know, they had their number. And the one thing that 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 showed me um, something last night, finally, Sh- Sean Desai, brother, your, your halftime adjustments are spot on. Yep. Brian Johnson is still a little sketch to me. But, yep. again, that's a nitpick. But what it showed me was is that our coaches can coach with the best Mm-hmm. of them out there because that first half i was like uh we losing the chess match mm-hmm. badly right now we getting out coach right now second half they got it together um and we came out with the dub and that's all that matters and that's showing me that not only is the team getting better is that our coaches are getting better yes i want brian johnson to get better a little bit faster but i'm gonna take what we i'm gonna take what we get I hear you. Um and we were we were talking about this earlier too you know you look at what they what they just to start this stretch off Marcus, the, you know, the fact I'm going to say six games, most people want to say five. You beat Dak, they haven't been able to beat Dak. Now you beat Andy and Pat Mahomes at their place mm-hmm. to start this stretch off. I think not that the Eagles needed any kind of confidence, they're a confident bunch, obviously, but that has to feel good. Like, okay, let's check some more stuff off the box here that we're supposedly. I, I think it'll, you'll get to that at the, that game in Seattle where they seem to never win, right? Now you have these things to, to build off of as you march forward here with this stretch. Yeah. I, I, I think the toughest game is going to be San Francisco. Yeah. Cause then um, you know, they're, it's ever, they're going to leave. They're going to empty it. I they got the bucket's going to be emptied in that one. Exactly. Yeah. That that's the new rivalry in the, in the NFC uh, because of what happened last year. Um, and they're getting healthy. So they're going to have uh Debo and CMC. Uh, is playing well. Yeah. Brock Purdy. Uh, say what you want to say about him. He's the real deal. He's been in there long enough where you can say he's the real deal. He's not going to throw the ball 80 yards down the field. He's going to be smart and get the ball into arguably the most dangerous uh, skill position on the field. That's either CMC or Debo. He's got those options. That's the same criticism they gave to Jalen Hurts last year. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he could, he's got all of those parts, so they should be winning. I'm saying the same thing about San Francisco. And you know what? That's what you're supposed to say. That's the type of team you want. Mm-hmm. You got you got deadly skill positions at every position. You got a tight end, you got two running backs, you got a hybrid, you know, you got a good deep, you got arguably the best linebacker core in the league. So that's what you're supposed to have. So that's going to be the biggest challenge that we come across. But even in this stretch, you look at every team that we've got. We got San Francisco. Buffalo, Dallas again, and Seattle, right? Every one of those teams has issues. Bosa just went down. Yep. Bosa's hurt, I believe. Um, Joey Bosa's see, hurt for, for the Chargers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I yeah, thought yeah. it was the other one. So, That's but, right. but they, they had the issue with, with uh, the defense. It looks no like doubt. they got it, you know, um, straightened out. They lost, they lost their safety, Hafunga, who's a beast. Hafunga. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, that's a big yes, loss yes, for them, yes. for sure. Yep. And then you got Seattle's having issues too. Mm-hmm. You know, Dallas, I, I think I think we sweep Dallas because mm, Dallas wow. couldn't beat us when we were hurt. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Dallas yep. couldn't beat us when we were hurt. Jalen Hurts was nowhere near his best. So now that we we go back to, to Dallas, we're a little bit healthier. The secondary clearly 
looked better yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we've got that going for us. So we just got to keep getting together. The secondary has to keep gelling, gelling together. Maybe we'll take an L. Maybe we won't. All I know is if we keep playing the way we playing and we keep tightening things up, we'll be fine. I do think we still have a liability uh, as well as Zach Cunningham played. I still think he is or can be a liability in past defenses. And somebody's going to take advantage of that because you, clearly uh, Andy Reid had watched the tape in the first half of uh, the Washington game mm-hmm. and the um, the uh, Rams game. Mm-hmm. It's clear he watched those tapes. So was everybody else. Everybody else watched the first half of the KC game. So guess what? They're going to be trying to run the ball on us a little bit more. So those things are coming. I trust that Sean Desai is going to make the right adjustments and put our defense in the best position to win. We're still in a good spot right now. You know, Marcus, I was talking to Rob yesterday, and I was talking, uh, I was saying that DeAndre Swift uh, could potentially be, well, he's going to be the the, the, the best player on the field, uh, mm-hmm. you know, tonight, speaking, you know, talking about Monday night. And it, it, it essentially held true for the most part. Um, you have a strong understanding of the running back position. I want to understand, walk me through, the mind of the running back in the situation in, in the situations that DeAndre Swift was putting in, you know, in the screen game, you know, you know, uh, being used in the jet sweeps. He, he was using so many different creative ways on the field. You know, walk us through how DeAndre Swift was so successful against the Chiefs yesterday. If you look at this, the touchdown he scored, right? Take away the holding. It was what it was. We didn't they didn't call it, so we got it. Um, DeAndre Swift is one of the few backs that can hit it up inside and have enough speed to bounce it out successfully. Mm-hmm. If you remember a couple years ago, that was one of the criticisms of um, Miles Sanders. Uh, Miles Sanders. Yep. Not that he couldn't do it, but more times than not, I don't think Miles had enough speed because he Miles was not he was fast, but he wasn't explosive. Nice. DeAndre mm-hmm. Swift, Swift is explosive. So DeAndre Swift can lose ground and still make it around that corner. That's exactly what he did on that touchdown. Not to mention you talking about finally getting him the ball in space, on the screen plays, on the jet sweep. I still wish we would have some designed quick pitch plays for him to literally get him outside. If you want to line him up and gun, that's fine. I've seen enough plays in the NFL in gun formation where they get the snap and they just quick pitch it to the right and he's already five yards away. We got to get him the ball in space. I believe we had two plays where it was a off-tackle play at a pistol. So it's my favorite way to run a play where Jalen Hurts sticks the ball out with his hand. The linebackers see that ball out, and they have to flow. It's instinctive. When the linebackers flow, it's an easier block for the offensive lineman, and it sets everything up. Um, Pacheco was killing us on that. When you have those zone reads as a running back, I tell anybody, Mm -hmm. Go back and look at the Denver Broncos when TD was still there. That's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. They stuck the, uh, they would stick the ball out. He would get, uh, Terrell Davis would get the ball deep, and it would cause the linebackers to flow, and it would just set up the blocks. And all he had to do was just read it and be a running back. DeAndre Swift can do that. We need to set up plays so we can take advantage of that. But for whatever reason, we love to go tackle to tackle. And it, last night it really wasn't working that great. Because Chris Jones was over there. Chris yeah. Jones was wrecking shop last night. Mm-hmm. So you got to find a different way. You got it with the jet sweep. 
You got it with the uh, with the screenplays. It's all about getting the ball in space. You're not going to beat them all the time, but I would take my chances with DeAndre Swift on a quick pitch and let him race somebody to the corners. At the very worst, he's getting back to the line of scrimmage. At the very best, he's going to make somebody miss or run past him. So I, I just think you can't tell me they don't have it in the playbook. They just got to bring it out. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to talk to you about Sirianni. Uh, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier. 30 and six since the flower speech, 14 and three last year, <laughs> <laughs> nine and one this year in, in a league. And you appreciate this better than anybody else that is so damn hard to win every single week. Yeah. What they're doing is unprecedented here in, in terms of the consistency. I don't ever remember. Andy didn't have these kind of stretches. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did. This is unbelievable how much this team wins. Yeah. The fact that he's not in the running for coach of the year is criminal again. Yeah. Um, I don't want the award, y'all. I'll be honest. I think that award is cursed. Whoever gets it and typically gets fired a year or two later. So I'm cool. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> At this point, I, I don't care. Those awards, everybody else is getting awards and all we're doing is winning. So I'll take what we're doing, man. But um, I think Sirianni, with his personality, the way he goes about his business, um, he is the he is the incarnate of of buying in. Mm-hmm. Everybody's bought into his system. There are some guys, there are some coaches. Uh, we we used to like to say we'll run through the wall for you, and Sirianni is one of those dudes. And I think his biggest strength is hands off. This is what I paid you to do. I'm gonna let you do what mm-hmm. I paid you to do because I did all of the research. I did all of the homework, which is why I got you here in the first place. Now that I got you here, I'm not going to interfere. I don't want to step in. We got what? Two offensive coordinators that were fired in a week. Yeah. You know, including and, today, including one today. Yep. Exactly. And, and, and if you poll some, some Philadelphia Eagles fans, some have that attitude towards Brian Johnson. But at the end of the day, it's like you got to trust him. Brian Johnson is in his first year doing this, so he's got to take his lumps. Coaches got to take their lumps just like players do. Mm. So we just don't want to see it because we didn't we didn't had a taste of the high life, and we want to get back there. We didn't had a Super Bowl. We went back, should have won, but we didn't. So we the Philadelphia fans have had a taste of that. Anything that doesn't look like what we want it to look like, we got a problem with. And sometimes. It is the same thing with quarterbacks. It's the same thing with coaches. You just can't add water and have instant coach, instant guru. It doesn't work like that. If that was the case, Las Vegas wouldn't be having all the issues they have. You know, Josh McDaniels should have been fired. Matter of fact, he shouldn't have even had that job. But mm-hmm. you've got a situation where some people get opportunity after opportunity and others don't. We've got a situation where, because think about when we hired Nick Sirianni and how much crap that we gave the Eagles for that hire, mm-hmm. because there were other people that were more qualified and plain and simple. Nobody knew who he was. Yeah. That was worse than the Doug Peterson hire. Oh yeah. No yeah. doubt. And, and then that's, you have the zoom, point. you know, where he's kind of stumbling a little bit, like most yep. of us were doing on zoom back then. Cause we weren't familiar yep. with it. Right. And everybody's killing him before the guy even got an opportunity to start coaching this team. Then they start off two and five, and everybody wants to dig his grave. Exactly. You know, and boom, what's happened since then? It's amazing. Yeah. And he's, I, I think he finally understands, and a lot of coaches still don't do this, where when you bring somebody in or you bring a player in, you know they've got skills. Let them do what you brought them in to do. If you look at uh, Parcells, if you look at Jimmy Johnson, um, you look at the great coaches 
they know how to they can bring a player in. Belichick was like this. He'll bring a guy in is like, yo, you got one job. Mm-hmm. I need you to do that one job to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they did. And I think Sirianni is doing that. I I was a little worried because Sirianni, he's got that that heavy loyalty thing. Yeah. And sometimes, in my opinion, it seems like the optics are he chooses loyalty over performance. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. me, that's scary. But uh, it seems like, and, and I'm using that specific example, talking about Quez Watkins. Yeah. But he made the right decision, and we're seeing the benefits from it. And I think that goes forward, trusting your guys to do what they know how to do. Mm-hmm. Mm, I, can't, I, I can't argue with that. You know, speaking of guys doing their job, you know, we got to talk about Harry Roseman, man. Uh, two of his in-season acquisitions, Kevin Byard, uh, Bradley Roby, they forced two turnovers on the Kansas City Chiefs in the red zone in crucial moments where the game was essentially on the line. Bradley Roby uh, forces a fumble when the game could have easily turned into 24-14. Yes. They held it to 17-14. Um, Kevin Byard uh, catches the interception in the red zone uh, on you know on Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, speak. I, I want to get your your evaluation, your thought process on how Howie Roseman has been conducting himself as a GM, um, not just this season, but also during the 2023 offseason. Again, he had to really cover a lot of holes after losing guys like TJ Edwards and Miles yeah. Sanders and Isaiah Malu and um, uh, CJ GJ and uh, Marcus Epps. And he replaces them with guys like uh, Reed Blankenship, Kevin Byard, um, Bradley Roby, uh, you throw in Nicholas Morrow and Zach Cunningham in there. You yeah. lose Kaiser White. You bring in DeAndre Swift to fill him out. Sanders shoes. Um, what's been your evaluation of Harry Roseman, how he's done business, and how he's been able to play damage control over the past several weeks and during the offseason? I have no earthly idea how he does it. I call that man the wizard of Philadelphia. Mm. Um, whatever homework he's doing, whatever whoever he has on his staff, again, he trusts them to get the right information. And that's exactly what they're doing. He's making these deals. Prime example is this whole situation with the linebackers. How do you, I have no idea. Did we just luck into that? I don't know. Nick Moreau and Zach Cunningham are playing lights out. And everybody was worried that when the Kobe Dean went down, because at preseason, I was like, uh, my dark horse was Christian Ellis. I was like, yo, this kid is going to get in and play. And I haven't seen much of him. So, a lot of times we just we put stuff out there again in the media and what we hear and we put our own spin on it and we regurgitate something else. But at the end of the day, those are the guys that are in the office, on the phones, watching film every daggone day. And I think most people do not um, take that to heart. They they are doing their job every day. How much film they watch? How much research did they watch? Did they get? Who have they talked to? All of that stuff comes into play, and at the end of the day, you get enough information to where you are 99% certain of your decision. And that's what it seems like they're doing. Yes, you're going to get lucky sometimes. That's just the way that it goes. That's the game that we are in, especially in today's NFL. Everything is out there. The information travels super fast. Um, Howie just seems to be on top of it. After we got um, A.J. Brown last year, what what did it, what was the joke that everybody said? Ain't no way Tennessee will ever talk to Howie Roseman again. <laughs> Somebody got fired 
from that deal. Remember he, that? He got fired after yeah. the game last year. Right yeah. after the game. Right after the game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Daggone it. This year rolls around and we got Kevin Byard coming to town. And it's like, yeah. how did he do that again? Mm-hmm. So whatever relationships he has, um, there must be something to it. All joking aside, there's yeah. a reason why when he calls, people will pick up the phone. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Um, if you want to go all the way back to the whole Chip Kelly fiasco, you know what? He took his lumps. Yep. Yep. He, and he came he, back he, better. And exactly. instead of just moping, he came back better. Yep. Exactly. He he yep. went back to the lab, yep. figured out what to do, and figured he figured out what not to do. Yep. And because I if I'm not mistaken, a big criticism of Howie was because he didn't recruit or try to sign SEC players and big conference players for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And when that changed, yeah, we start getting rings. We start getting to the playoffs. We are where we're supposed to be because of Howie Rose. Yep, uh, well said. All right, Coach Marcus, tell everybody where they can catch you, and I'll give you, I'll give the Twitter handle out in a second. But where else they can catch you? Yeah, you can catch me on my YouTube channel, Pro Fan Talk. I'm putting out content almost every day, mm-hmm. and as usual, I am on the Mothership A Two D Radio every Thursday at seven p.m. If you're not paying attention, you're just not paying attention. Stop playing. <laughs> yeah, at Coach underscore Marcus with a K, 06, and, of course, everywhere, uh, A2D, et cetera. You do an awesome job, man. We appreciate the insights today. Thanks for giving us a couple minutes, Marcus. Thank, Thank you, brothers. All hey, right, brother. Appreciate care. you. We'll talk soon. That is Coach it, Marcus bro. right there. Awesome insights uh, for sure. All right, let's get a timeout tone. Let, we'll broaden this thing into full-blown NFL. We'll look at start with the NFC standings. And look at what the Eagles have, you know, what the teams near them have. We'll look at the AFC. We'll get into a bunch of other things because, as Coach Marcus just alluded to, uh, the Steelers, which is very out of character for them, said bye bye to their offensive coordinator today. Yeah. That's so, how you know it was bad. That's how you oh, know yeah. it was bad. They, and that's they how never you know it, it's crunch time now after that that loss to the to the Browns, man, for sure. All right, let's hit it. We'll do that when we come back. A lot lot to do here over the course of the last half hour of the program. Don't go anywhere. That is Tony Shields. I am Rob Ellis hanging out with you on this lovely, lovely uh, Tuesday. All right. So uh, let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. They are an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problems that you may face. Uh, They are experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, as well as northern Delaware. You can go to their Facebook or Instagram page uh, for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Yes, we are, man. Tuesdays. Tuesdays are usually a struggle bus day. Not today. Not Not today. today. No, sir. No, sir. And yes, let me point out again, I was wrong. It's okay to admit. It's an opinion. Sometimes we miss. We whiff. I whiffed. Uh, Eagles win 2017-21-17 over the Chiefs. Big time comeback. Trailed 17-7 at the half. They win the game. All right, so let's look at it, uh, Tone. Let's go to the standings first. I want to start with the NFC. And uh, where things are right now. All right. So with the win last night, the Eagles move up to nine and one. Correct. Their nearest competitor is the Lions at eight and two, followed by the 49ers at seven and three. Cowboys are seven and three, but they're in the same division, which means whoever is in that awful South, which is New Orleans right now, at five and five is the four seed. So it goes Eagles, Lions, 49ers, Saints, Cowboys, Seahawks, who lost last week. Vikings at six and five, and then you fall off a cliff. It's like the Packers at four and six, the Rams at four and six, Atlanta four and six. You get the idea. All right. So we know what the Eagles have coming up. It's Buffalo, it's San Fran, both home at Dallas, 
at Seattle. Here's what Detroit has coming up. And again, probably the most favorable schedule, but not as easy, I think, as it's being made out to be. All right. Uh, home against Green Bay, Thanksgiving, that should be a win. Yes. At New Orleans, probably a win, but not a layup. Then they go to Chicago. Eh. Denver home is going to be a tougher game than people are making it out to be. At Minnesota is going to be a tougher game than people are making it out to be. I think they lose at Dallas. That's week 17. And then week 18, they're home against Minnesota. So really, their last four, there's there's no cupcakes there. At all. At all. You know, it's funny. You, that Saints matchup is interesting because the Saints are currently, uh, the Saints are 5-5. Five and five. Uh, They're the fourth seed because they lead their division. Uh, but the Atlanta Falcons are four and six right there on their heels. Tampa Bay is four and six right then and there. So my point is, the New Orleans Saints, they're not just going to coast to this thing. They, they can't necessarily afford to not give any opponent their best shot. So I, I think that yeah, I think that lends even more to your point that the New Orleans Saints matchup is the furthest thing from a layup, and they're on the road, you know, and you know, in Mercedes Benz. Um, I believe I believe that's is, isn't that where uh, Atlanta's Mercedes Benz. Okay, my apologies, wrong energy. I think, right? Or is I that think. no? Not, I don't know, but nonetheless, regardless, is that Home Depot? Uh, all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's irrelevant. But the bottom line is, the Saints game is not going to be a layup by any stretch of imagination because they have to keep pace with their division or re- relatively stay right. ahead of their division. Um, and then they're on the road against the Bears. I understand they came back against the Bears, but clearly the Bears are making it very clear. Detroit, you're gonna have to fight for these every step of the way. So I think I think the Bears are gonna try to want redemption uh from that matchup. Uh Packers are playing with a little bit of confidence after beating uh the Chargers. Um, still a low low-hanging fruit, but again, I don't think Detroit they can they can't afford to just go into matchups assuming they're just gonna get the W because again, although they're playing better. They are still the Detroit Lions, and they and and they and they're still learning how to win consistently and effectively. So, um, most notably, like you mentioned, those last four games, not going to be lives at all. No. Uh, I, I honestly think in those last four games they go two and two, but that's just me. Uh, agreed, and I, I think the the other thing that we have to take into account is, you know, Detroit survived Chicago last week. Probably should have lost that game. So automatic putting them in the category of like automatic wins, I think is is we're. I don't think they're they, there yet. They haven't earned that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. All right, so that's what they have coming up. Then <clears throat> you look at what else are the other teams. So let, let's look at San Fran for a minute, and then we'll and then we'll we'll just hit Dallas and and San Fran here just for the sake of the discussion. All right, so here's what San Fran has coming up Thursday night. Uh, they're at Seattle. Now, this game could be impacted by injuries. Geno Smith's banged up. Kenneth yeah. Walker is banged up. That's a that's tough, man. Uh, it's at Seattle. Seattle is coming off a loss. So if those guys can somehow muster enough to be able to play, it's it's a it's a pretty desperate game for Seattle. So, you know, we'll see. I I tend to like San Francisco in that game. Especially yeah, it's, it's hard, it's hard not to. Yeah. Uh, after that, they come to Philadelphia. Then they get Seattle again at home, so twice mm-hmm. in three weeks. Yeah. Um, then they go to Arizona. Then they have Baltimore on Christmas Day. Wow, that's the Christmas Day night game. Baltimore at home, and then that's going to be a game. Yo, the NFL yeah. just does it right, man. Yeah, they do it right. Yeah, 
that's going to be a killer. Uh, then they go to Washington, and then eh, and then they're they're home against the Rams. So the the, the last two pretty favorable uh, for them. I I don't. I think San Fran's probably got one more loss in them, but the one more loss gets them the four. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And the Eagles only have one loss, so um, again, that's that's why it's so important to do your work early. Got to do your work early, man. Um, I think. I think there's actually two losses in there, if I'm being honest. Okay. Uh, I think, I don't know, man. I, I I think they lose to the Eagles, and I think they lose to the Ravens. I wow, think that's, so that's Ravens. five. Okay. I think they lose to the Ravens also. The Ra- um, I mean, they're going to be home, but the Ravens, man, their defense is so good. Um, Their offense is humming. I know they're going to be with our Mark Andrews, but Lamar Jackson is such a hard cover uh, yeah. just because of how dynamic – he is in a rat in a running game and in a passing game. Um, it's it's going to really test the discipline mm-hmm. of that San Francisco 49ers team. You, not often do you come across a quarterback with the skill set of a Lamar Jackson. You can't simulate it in any way. True. So um, I think that's a game they can very well lose. Uh, and it's a Monday night game. So uh, it should be exciting. Okay, let's go Dallas here, uh, and then we'll we'll jump into some of the other things that we have going on. So this is what Dallas has uh, coming up. They are this Thanksgiving Day mm-hmm. home against Washington. Yeah, that's a that's a Dallas game. Uh, then they're home the following Thursday against man against Seattle. Man, three Seattle games. Yo, this 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 Seattle is oh man Seattle. Yo, can Seattle fall to where are they right now? Real quick, Seattle six, six and, and four. four. Six and Yo, four. Is, is it possible Seattle could end up being a, I don't know, nine and eight, ten and seventeen? Yes, be, be, because is. of the injuries. Yes, yeah, very much so. I I think they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's going to be all the more reason. That's going to be a really critical game for them when they play the Eagles. Just just for their playoff lives, mm-hmm. it's going to be a big game. Um, but so they're home Washington, home Seattle, home Eagles. At Buffalo, at Miami, home Detroit, at Washington. Dallas has a pretty – that's a pretty good schedule. That's a pretty challenging yeah. schedule. You're, you got your toughest opponents at home. Like, I mean – At get, least a loss, maybe two, again, for them. And that gets them yeah. five losses if that's the case. Yeah, I think – um, you know, it's almost like, damn, do I want Detroit to beat the Cowboys or do I want the Cowboys to beat Detroit? And I think at this rate, I need the Cowboys to beat Detroit at this rate. Mm-hmm. Um. But again, man, uh, the Cowboys don't have. I don't. I, you know, is I don't think they have any layups. Really, I understand the the Commanders are such a wild card every week. One week they could threaten you and drop thirty. The next week they might drop only 14, 17 points. But one thing I do know, this is this is the Commanders' first matchup with the Cowboys. It's Thanksgiving Day. They're gonna they're gonna be playing with their hair on. They're gonna be playing with their hair on fire. I think Commanders are coming off of two back to back losses. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they lost to the Seahawks 29-26, a close game. They lost to the Giants, which was close up until uh, the pick six, I think it was. So I think Washington is going to come out here motivated. Um, Eric Bieniemy is a hell of a play caller, hell of a schemer. Mm-hmm. Again, they're on the road. going to be tough. But I definitely believe the commanders are going to challenge them. It's not going to be one of those games where they blow them out like the Giants or the Panthers, I think the I think the Cowboys are going to have to actually play all four quarters in this game, but I think they ultimately win it. Okay, okay, all right. So let's uh let let's zip around a little bit. The big news today coming out of Pittsburgh, 
They are firing. They have fired uh, Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator. So, Tone, they ranked. Uh, first of all, they're they're they're. Well, let me get to their their rankings first, then I'll tell you about the point differential. So, uh, they're twenty eighth in points scored, twenty eighth in yards per game, thirty first in passing per game. I mean, they're they're scraping the bottom of the barrel here oh. in, in virtually every category. Pickett looks like he's gotten worse. Uh, from last year, wow. you you haven't seen the development out of guys like Pickens and some of the other talented players on the offensive side of the ball. It's it's come down to you know their defense trying to keep them in games lately, um, and they couldn't couldn't get anything done again in that Cleveland game. So this is again this is really out of character for that organization. They're not a knee jerk uh, type of team. And the interesting thing is Tomlin said this was all the way his call. He did not consult with the owners or with the GM when he made this decision. I think that's interesting. He's built up that equity. Yeah, he has. He has that equity. He has that. Uh, uh, he has vested interests um, in the Steelers and their success. Um, you know what's more, even more fascinating about it? You, you mentioned it. Um, you, you mentioned it briefly. The fact that this is not what the Steelers do. They're not a team that's known for making knee-jerk reactions. Yeah. Listen to this. It says here, uh, Canada's, Matt Canada's firing marks the first time the Steelers have made a head coach or coordinator change midseason since 1941. Whoa. <laughs> 80-something years? 82 years? Yeah. That's not who they are. They're typically a team who rolls with what they have. They are, they, they are model citizens in terms of how they do business. They are very, you know, they have a formula, they have a method, and they stick to it regardless of the circumstance. And lo and behold, Matt Canada was so bad, they had to get rid of him. And that just goes to show you how desperate they are to get Kenny Pickett on track. Because he's in year three or year two? Uh, two. He's in, he's in year two, and they have not seen any growth any development in his game they are the 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 reality is they're on a clock if they don't find out what he is truly in the midst of this four-year maybe five-year contract if they pick up the option if they don't if they can't find out what he is they're going to be forced to move on again that's why they have to get competency back there they got to get somebody that actually knows what they're doing so they can actually say okay it's not us it's him right Canada, but we all we all know we look at we look at Pickett and say, okay, he still is not it. But at the same time, we look at Canada as like, okay, he's so bad. Who's really the problem? So um there was no creativity in their offense. Their rock concepts had guys running into each other all the time. It, it, it was so outdated, so simple. I love what Mike Tomlin said though. Um, he said, What did he say? He said, uh, it, it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. But, but it, was, it necessary. was necessary. Yeah. Man. I mean, they're minus 29 in point differential. And they're six and three or six and, and four. Six and four. But but think about this. The team leading their division is plus 127. <sighs> Baltimore's plus 127. The Steelers are minus 29. Wow. And they only have one less loss. Like the, the Steelers have four losses. Granted, they have two less wins, but they only have four losses. Baltimore has three. Yeah. And Baltimore hasn't had their bye week yet, if I'm not true. mistaken. Let me, let me double check that. Um, yeah, they played 11 games, so they have not. 
as we had yeah yeah they had their bye week in week 13 so that you know that that's going to level out mm-hmm. um but yeah man uh if here's the thing right even though the Steelers aren't playing up to snuff they still have their starting quarterback and they're still relatively stable in terms of personnel if they can't find a way to generate or establish some level of continuity on offense, maybe they can stay in the playoff hunt because they're in it. Let's not get it twisted. They're very much in it, but they're at the seventh spot right now. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills are creeping. Um, the Colts are creeping. The Broncos are creeping, right? Those are the only teams I'm taking serious in this situation. Everybody after that, Bengals, Raiders, Chargers, I'm not taking them seriously at all. Um, but like I said, man, you got the Texans right there at six and four. Mm-hmm. And the Browns hold on. You know what I mean? Everybody from the Cleveland Browns on down, nothing is guaranteed for them. I think the Dolphins get in no matter what because their division is so bad. Uh, yeah, which is surprising because we thought it was going to be a, a good division, you, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. All right, so let, let's look at it. Ravens 8-3, Chiefs 7-3, Jags 7-3, Miami 7. Man, a lot of 7-3s. So mm-hmm. You have one, two, three. Oh man, four seven and 7-3s. Kansas City, Jacksonville, Miami, and Cleveland, all seven and three. Texans, six and four. Houston or uh, Pittsburgh, six and four. Buffalo, six and five. And then, then it starts to, you know, everybody's kind of 500 or under after that. You get a bunch of five and fives the Colts, the Broncos, the Bengals, you know, et cetera. Um, Chiefs still have a, have, a, have a legit shot at the one seed, I would say for sure. I, I don't know. Are you fully in on Jacksonville? I still like Jacksonville. I still like Jacksonville, but here's the fascinating thing about the AFC right now. You have one, two, three, four, five. One through the one through five seed all have three losses. Right. I know, I know we look at Baltimore and Kansas City as being the teams that you know we expect to either be either be the number one or number two seed. But based on the schedule and based off how things fall, the Jags. The Dolphins, they could all easily become the number one seed if things fall their way, if they take advantage of their opportunities and the Ravens or Chiefs happen to have a slip or two. Mm-hmm. That's the AFC. None of those guys, none of those teams, one through four, if that, that are legitimately competing for the number one seed, the Browns aren't really competing for the number one seed. They, they won't be able to sustain it. Um, but all those other teams, one through four, who have their starting quarterbacks, who have um, talented defenses, the Ravens, Chiefs, Jags, Dolphins, all have talented defenses. Uh, uh, most of those teams have talented guys at the skill position outside of the Chiefs. I mean, unless you want to throw in Travis Kelsey, but man, the number one seed is completely up for grabs in the AFC. Whereas the number one seed really seems to be in control for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Detroit Lions are right there on their heels, but um, it's just not it's not it's not as much competition for that not as much immediate competition for that number one seed as there is in the AFC. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I, I'll tell you the teams that I have faith in and and not as much faith in i i believe in baltimore but i gotta see what the next couple weeks look like without mark andrews now just to tie that in parbaugh said there's an outside shot if they get deep in this that andrews comes back outside shot you, you know we're talking like either afc championship or super bowl which would be in february that that's it mm-hmm. it would have to be one of those cases but even then who knows? I want to see what the offense looks like because they are not loaded with weaponry. Uh, they, I like Zay Flowers. 
I don't love yeah, OBJ's uh, OB, OBJ's nursing a shoulder injury right now. Can can yeah. he get can he get right in time for Sunday? Yeah. Um, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, he's working in that offense, but is he somebody that scares me? No. Mm-mm. So, um, Lamar Jackson is definitely elevating some of those guys. You know, they they, they got they have a lot of speed um, at the receiver position. The thing about the Ravens, man, you know, after they faced the Chargers this week on Sunday night, and then the Rams. They have they're at the Jags. Right. They're at the 49ers. Yep. Then they got the Dolphins at home. Then they got Steelers at home. I don't care what no one says. That Steelers matchup is going to be a dogfight because of the history. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the Ravens, just as easily as they're, as they're the number one seed right now, they can easily become the number two or number three seed if yeah. they if they can't hold up in that, in that final four-game stretch. I think they beat the Chargers. I think they beat the Rams. I think their season will be decided. Um Jaguars, 49ers, Dolphins, and Steelers on. That's where that's where their season's going to be decided. Yeah. Uh, all right. So be, aside from from all that, uh, Zach Wilson has not only been demoted to the second string, he's been demoted to the third stringer in New York. <laughs> Tim Boyle's going to start. Trevor Simeon has been called up from the practice squad. He's the two. Wow. And wow. Wilson. Yeah, Wilson's the uh, Wilson's the three. So like. I think we'd all agree, barring major injuries where he has to be forced to be thrown back onto the field, we've seen his last snap as a as a Jet. Would you agree? Last snap. Where is he in his contract? That's important. Where is he in the contract? Um, because he was twenty one, I think. Right. So twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. This is his third year. He'll be entering his fourth season. He was a first round pick. They're obviously not going to pick up the fifth-year option. I don't think he's back so, next year. So here's the thing. Um, he's in the third year of his rookie deal. Uh, then he has the final year next year. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays out the deal, but but he's not going to he's not going to play. You know what I mean? Unless, like you said, injury or something like that. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with him in the offseason. What are you going to who are you going to trade him to? Who's going to give you anything for him? You know what I mean? They're better off just keeping him there. He just sits and collects his final NFL checks. <laughs> and it's going to be what it's going to be, man. And listen, I look at it like this, right? You know, it's, 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 it's one way you can look at this. Yeah. Even though he's been terrible and he is not an NFL quarterback for any stretch of the imagination. Listen, man, $35 million in the bank after a four-year stint in the NFL – Listen, I don't care what nobody say. Say what you want about me. I'll 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 live a peaceful life. Oh, I'd be fine. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> have any right. problems. No, believe me. I'll be okay. I don't I don't live large enough where that should even come into play. Uh, I'll be good. <laughs> I'll be good. If you want if we want to run that experiment, sign me up. I'm ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. All hey, right. They, you tell me, hey, Tone, just just four years in NFL, but you're gonna be terrible. All right. Yeah, I'll be okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll I can okay. handle it. My right. ego's not that big. I'll be all right. Nope, nope. I'll be fine on my island somewhere in my in my boat. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, Kareem Jackson, who has – I feel like every week we're having these discussions, but he was suspended for four games yet for another illegal hit. This one was on Josh Dobbs early. It was the first drive uh, of the Sunday night game. The ironic thing is he didn't get a flag in the game, but then he got a four-game suspension. Ha- yeah, it's true. He got a four-game suspension handed down by the league. So now Derek Brooks, who's in charge of those things for the league, uh is going to hear his you know his appeal and last time he got four games he got it knocked down to two i'm guessing i'm guessing he's probably going to get three this time at least i think they'll probably take one off 
Um, but that's about it. I don't, I don't think this gets chopped down any more than three off of four. You know, was this one of those like drop hip tackles? Yeah, uh, no, no, it was a, it was a dip of the head, and he and he went into like Dobbs chest chin area. In the chin area. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the the league is so interesting because they kind of pick and choose when they want to enforce something, and now we're starting to see um, this new thing called drop hip tackles. It's yeah, the that, that, that's the uh, the 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 Wilson linebacker for the Bengals is is famous for that. And yeah, yeah. Mark Andrews, uh, I think he hurt his ankle on that's that. That's correct. That's a similar tackle that um, landed Dallas Goddard on the injury report. Yep. Um, drop hip, and the guy had his arm and literally twisted it, and then dropped his hip and fell on it. Um, this is such this 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 is a slippery slope because. It seems like time and time again, they're continuing to limit what these defensive players are allowed to do in terms of stopping the offense. At some point, you might also just get rid of the defenses or just start playing seven on seven. Like, like what's the what's what's the point? And look, I'm not saying he, you know, it wasn't an illegal hit. I'm sure it was, but you know, it's it's just they're making it more and more like they're putting the response, they're putting the onus more on these defenses to protect the offense. And that's just counterintuitive. Like, what do you say so? I think it's really hard in the, in the split second where you're about to have a collision with somebody to, to not feel the need to protect yourself. And I think your natural inclination, even though they're, they're taught tackle with your head up because it's safer, your natural inclination is to duck your head in some ways. And I think the defenders are in a really tough spot here. I've thought that for a long time, you know, and you're asking them to do things in the heat of the battle, in the heat of the second, in a split second, Mm -hmm. that is really difficult. Um, You know, the problem Jackson has is he's such a repeat offender. Right. right. Down this road so many times that it's like, how many more times can you cry wolf without the the league coming down on him? So I think that's, yeah, you kind of look at it that way. That's a little bit of an issue for him um, that's going to hurt him. But yeah, like I, I didn't personally think that this one was as egregious as some of the other um, stuff that he's done. But the problem is he's got such a reputation now among the, the officials and the league that any he breathes the wrong way and they're going to hit him hard for it. So he's in a tough spot. Yeah, it's it's, it's like the Draymond Green effect, right? It, it, it doesn't matter if Draymond just looks at somebody wrong. That's Correct. He gets, he, he, he gets teed up. Yeah, so. no, 100%. When you build, that's why reputation is so important in life. So uh, important. all right, Marcus, uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling, uh, you know, discussed uh, some of the issues that uh, he wrote on oh. social media about the drop and how he's getting, you know, crushed for it. He said, quote, I'm grateful. I'll be better. I appreciate the criticism and the support. God put this on me because he knew I could handle it. Gratitude for everything that comes with it. So he's he's taking the high road. I'll give him that. As he Not should. Tired. Yeah. As he should. These Just are take the your medicine and get better. That's all. Take your medicine and get better. That, that's a great way to put it because me- not all medicine tastes good. Medicine no. tastes good in any capacity. Most of it does. You know. You know. Sometimes got to. Sometimes things got to get worse before they get better. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you can't. You, the last thing you want to do is act like you're not the problem, or pretend as if people aren't seeing what's actually happening it oh you you did it on monday night 
national audience, game-winning touchdown, you dropped it. You got to wear that for at least two or three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you got to wear that. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right. Justin Jefferson has been out the last six weeks with a hamstring. They're not sure if he's going to come back this week. He's getting all kinds of heat from people about their fa- – yeah, they have him in, in fantasy football. So then he fires out on Twitter, quote, my health is way more important than you winning your fantasy games. It doesn't matter how many times y'all flood my DMs talking about me selling your team. I don't care. Yes. Yes, Justin. You are correct with that. Justin Jefferson has been a fantasy football lock year after year after year. Yep. He finally is dealing with something and people want to rip his head off. People got to relax. Like, like I've never understood the whole – I mean, I play fantasy football every year with some friends, but yeah. I pay attention sometimes. Sometimes I don't. You know what I mean? Sometimes I forget to adjust my lineup. You know, it's whatever. Like, my point is, though, there are some people who are so engulfed in these things. Yeah. And it's their it's it's their end-all, be-all. And I'm sure you probably got some money on the line. But if you're that desperate for the cash, maybe you shouldn't be playing in that pool anyway. It's just – I don't understand this, this, this weird culture that we're in when people are – talking to athletes and jaw jacking with them as if as if they're their neighbor or right you know, or, or, or a friend yeah yeah or a friend like they don't know you or owe you anything yeah relax yeah like like, like let's, let's be let's be honest about this right it's it's it, it's it's mind-boggling to me where people are social media and all that and all that kind of new tech new age stuff has completely lowered the veil um you know, uh, let's put lower the veil that that existed between celebrity and your average Joe. Now everyone, now everyone feels emboldened to at their favorite athlete and say, "Hey, man, you dropped you you dropped that ball, man. You made me mess up my parlay." Like, no one gives a damn about your parlay. You I, yeah, like I, like the notion that you would even go with a guy like that with that nonsense. It's it's absurd. You think you you think he's thinking about your parlay? Yeah, you think he cares about you? He doesn't. I got news for you. And he's trying to win for his team, not your team, his team. And he's trying to make sure that he's right. The guy's got a contract coming up. There's so many other things that, that are at play here. It's just, uh, I, I mean, it also just, it just tells you how, how narcissistic we are now that we even mm-hmm. think that that guy gives a damn about any of uh, any of that. So, yeah, yeah, it's just, crazy. It's just weird. weird strange times we're in. We strange are, times. sure. Cooper Cup is day to day with an ankle. Um, Man, you know it's a shame because he, he's in that sort of breaking down mode now. You know, p- portion of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like there's always something nagging when he's out he's there. Not he's that old though, unless he came into the league a little old later. And no, I bet you he's. I oh, he's, he's, thir- not he's, even he's thirty. Is he thirty? I, I, I thought he. I thought he was twenty-eight or something. Twenty-seven. Yeah, I, I would say he's probably been around seven-ish years, seven-ish, somewhere. Yeah. Around as a matter of fact, he's been around. Okay, yeah, he's been around. He, he came in the league in 2017. This is his seventh season. Um, he was drafted in 2017. I need to find out how old he was. Yeah, I think he redshirted, so he would have been like probably 23-ish when he came out around there. Yeah, exact. Um, 24 actually. Okay, 24 as a rookie. So he was an older rookie, and that's why right. it, it, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, we don't still don't know who's going to be the quarterback yet for New England. Belichick was asked about it uh, today and said, "I've told everyone to be ready to go." 
So it could, it could go Mac Jones. It could go Bailey Zappi. Uh, Will Greer is on the 53-man roster. I don't know. Malik Cunningham's on the practice squad. Who knows? They're, I just know this. They're 2-8. and eight. They're a disaster. And uh, whoever it is, it won't make any difference of that group. That much I know. At all, man. You know what's so crazy? It's like – it's almost like he's just like – Pulling a slot machine and just like hoping for the best. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's, 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 it's unfortunate, but hey, man, sometimes it's the way the cookie crumbles, man. You can't be at the top all the time, man. Right. It's uh, it, it, how 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 the how the mighty have fallen in New England. Yeah, and it just it, the the most interesting thing is we talked about it. Like, will he be back next year? Now, speaking of that, so Tom Brady, not real impressed with the current level of play in the NFL. Um. He was on Stephen A. Smith's podcast, and he said, quote, I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Uh, he said, in I terms think of what, like, did he specify like, maybe a yeah. position group? Or? Yeah, he said, I think the coaching isn't as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. I don't mm. think the schemes are as good as they were. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than it's been. Okay, okay. Let's, so he let's, gave examples. Yeah, he cited yeah, examples. Let's chop that down a little bit. Okay, what was the first example he gave? Let's chop that down a little bit. Uh, he said, I don't think the – well, he said it's mediocre, but then, he, then he, the specifics were, I don't think the coaching is as good as it was. All right, let's stay there, right? Defensively in particular, 60 to 70% of the league is running the same damn scheme. So they're not they're the so 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 there's no creativity. So he's right on that regard. Like there's almost no creativity on defense for the most part. Most of these teams are running the same Vic Fangio style, you know, um Bimba don't break um prevent defenses. That's what most of these teams are doing. So he's he, he's really not wrong about that at all. What was the next one? He said that I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. I agree with him, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because of the new CBA, right? Teams and coaches are unable to communicate with their players in the offseason. They're unable yeah. to get these guys in there early. There's less preseason games. Mm-hmm. Um, there's less things you can – there's less There's less grass time in training camp and OTAs and pra- in practice. There's less grass time in general, right? You can't, you can't even talk to your guys about film in the offseason. You know, you can't even get your – you can't even get your new rookie quarterback in the building until the CBA allows. Yeah. So because of these new rules that they put in place to protect the players um, – it's it's led to um, a cheaper product in terms of development. Yep. And now you're, and, and now these days you, you you can't even actually groom a quarterback. Now you, when you if you draft a guy in the top five or top ten, you got to throw him out there to find out what he is right away. Mm-hmm. You have to because that's the only time that's the only moment you're really gonna get legit grass time. So he's right about that. He said what's the next, what's the next the one? schemes are as good. He doesn't think yep. the way they're being schemed up either either side of the ball is good. Yep. Same thing I said earlier. Yep. Same thing I said earlier. All right. You the know. rules have allowed bad habits to get into actual performance. You know, in, in some cases I could see that with tackling. Yeah. Uh, you, you can also see it with um on the offensive side with offenses or receivers have so much leeway. Yeah. Um I, I I can imagine because they have so much leeway, it's led to them not being not not holding true to their technique and fundamental because they know they can't get touched. Mm-hmm. So. Well, so backing that up, and the, there's an ESPN story on this. Scoring in the NFL has declined for the fourth consecutive season wow. in, this year. Teams are combining to score 43.3, down from 43.8, uh, down from 45.9. The 
The league is on pace for its lowest scoring, lowest scoring season on average since 2009. Wow. Yeah, when teams combined for 42.9 per game. Now, also Reds on offense is down this year as well. Right. And 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 a root of I think some of this at least is Burrow, Cousins, Watson, Richardson, Rogers, Murray, among others, injured. You know, some have missed significant time. Some just got hurt, but nonetheless, you know, mm-hmm. that that's a that's a part of it. He, he he went on to say, uh, I look at players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in a certain way, and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty today. You hear coaches complaining. See, this is kind of ironic because. This kind of stuff is what kept his career alive to yeah, be able to play to 46. You know, just keep that in mind. But anyway, offensive yeah. players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect an offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I think a lot of the way the rules have come into play have allowed this. You essentially play carefree. And then if anyone hits you hard, that's a penalty. Uh, yeah. He said, I actually think college players were better prepared when I came out than they are now, just because so many coaches are changing programs. And I would say there's not uh, even a lot of college programs anymore. There's a lot of college teams, but not programs developing players. That's interesting. That's a very good point, especially in the NFL. These days, the moment the moment a coordinator gets a job somewhere, um, and if he has a remotely good season, he gets hired somewhere else. Yeah. So you can't you uh, players can't even stick with the same coordinator to really learn and really um, adapt their skill set to the scheme and. Also, the scheme adapt uh, and also adapt schemes to the player skill set. You know, there's yeah. less there's there's less opportunity for these guys to really grow with um, players. You, uh, you brought up something interesting as well. How you know how uh, it being ironic how Tom Brady also benefit benefited from these rule changes in and extending his career. You know, I agree with you in that. Right, um, I think that's all very true. Um, but I also think you know more than one thing can be true. Right, you know the fact of the matter is, yeah, he benefited from it. Um, but I think just based off the way Tom Brady played, his mentality, I feel like even if the rules didn't change, he would have still been the same competitor. You know what I mean? Like oh, I don't, sure. I, I don't think he would have maniacal worker prepared, yeah. body worried about his body the whole nine. Yeah, right. Like like you imagine Michael Jordan playing in this era of NBA? Oh my when god! They, when they can't touch you? Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. He averaged forty a night, fifty Easy. a night. Easy. Easily. So, you know, you know, the rules are the rules. And um, even if they benefit you, um, I think you I think you should also still be able to acknowledge uh, the incongruencies um, of the rules as well. So the last thing he said was um, in reference to the the college players coming in. Right. He he said that. um, So as they get delivered to the NFL, they may be athletic, but they don't have uh, much of the skills developed to be a professional. When I played at Michigan. I essentially played at a college program that was very similar to a pro environment. When I see mm-hmm. these players coming in, they're not quite as prepared as they were. I think the game has shown that shown that to be the case over the last 12, 13 years. I think things have slipped. See, that that this kind of you know critical uh eye or opinion that you're getting here from Brady is the reason why they backed up a Brinks truck for him to be in the booth. Like if he's giving you this kind of insight, it's going to be good. I just worry Brady was so vanilla in a lot of ways when he was playing that he didn't give you a whole lot. So if this is who he is now, you know, in retirement, he's going to be an interesting listen in the booth. I, Absolutely. I you know, yeah. Tom Brady is a guy who he speaks his, he, he never spoke. He never struck me as someone who doesn't speak his mind when he's given the, when he's given fair opportunity to, 
Um, obviously, when you're a quarterback and you represent an organization, all that kind of stuff, you got to play the politic game. You know, there you have to. There's a certain level of tact and decorum required with being the franchise quarterback of an organization, right? You can't just say what you want all the time, right? But anybody who's played with who anybody who's played with Tom Brady, right? They they they'll tell you, and I'm sure you heard the stories about Tom Brady, how he gets on guys and how oh, yeah. how intense he is and how he would create these fictional um adversaries in his mind he'll create situations like uh you know he'll make up make up a situation if someone says something about him but no one really did kind of like that michael jordan thing right they'll just create these fictional um yeah uh, chips these, on their shoulder yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah these fictional antagonists these you know they'll create these chips in their shoulder right um i can't wait to see um who he is in the booth talking about the game in a way that because because you know fox is going to let him go fox isn't going to put a muzzle on tom brady Yep. They paid him all that money. They, you know, they're they're going to take every lump that comes with his commentary. And it's going to be exciting. I think so too. I like this this showed me a little something with him. So I'm uh I got I, I got to double back and listen to that interview because yeah, you me know, too. I like Tom Brady. You know, he's broken my heart a couple times, but I I like Tom Brady. You know, he's he's somebody that you know, you can't help but to uh you know, I, I like competitors, man. I agree. I, I I like guys as willing to lay it out in the line. So yep. Well said, well said. All right, let's get a timeout. Let's come back. Uh, we'll roll into the final segment of the show. We'll continue with the Eagles discussion. We'll mix in a bunch of other things as we close that, including the Sixers playing the Cavaliers tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Flyers back at it tomorrow. Uh, a little more love for Howie Roseman as well. So don't go anywhere. That's Tone to Shields. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Be right back. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We were big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. You own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. 
We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Final segment of the show. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. Uh, we do want to, as we try to do each and every show, uh, throw the uh, the GoFundMe up there for Derek and Trish Gunn. Trish uh, suffered a very serious medical issue, which she is dealing with, which Derek fully explains. If you go to the GoFundMe page, Tone has it uh, has it pinned in the chat, so you could just click uh, link up right there uh, very easily. Just click on it or go to Derek's Facebook page. Uh, and you can, uh, you can link up to it there as well. Uh, but it is a, a long journey, uh, that's in front of them and, uh, it is not an easy one and it is one that will tend to be quite expensive too for the guns. So anything that you can do is great. Uh, we're, we're slowly but surely chipping away here, trying to get to the designated goal of 50,000. But like we always say, even if you can't do anything financially, just, uh, just some warm thoughts and some prayers would be great. So uh, thank you guys for all you've done thus far. Appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, D gun made his first appearance in quite some time last night on the post game show. He, he did about a 20 minute segment with the guys and gals. And um, it was good seeing him smile. It was good seeing him, you know, in his element talking sports. Um, and it couldn't have become at a better time when the Philadelphia Eagles uh, managed to defeat the chiefs on the road at Arrowhead again, we appreciate you guys for showing the amount of love, the amount of grace, the amount of patience um, that you guys have shown, not only for uh, D Gun and his family, but also, you know, for the show, you know, as we go through a transition right now, um, you know, we're, we're so grateful for you guys sticking with us, you know, throughout this, uh, throughout this process, but don't worry, you guys, D Gun will be back um, better than ever. And um, his wife will be back better than ever. Um, you know, Laura willing, and we have the utmost faith in that. Um, so we appreciate you guys for, you know, for sticking this thing, for sticking this out with us. Like, the, uh, like Rob said, excuse me, yeah. um, the GoFundMe is there for you guys in the live, to, in, the, in the live chat. If you guys want to donate a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever, whatever it is, best believe it helps. Um, and we appreciate you guys for sticking with the content for as long as you guys have. Make sure you guys yep. smash that like button, spread the word. Even if you can't donate, share it to your Facebook or your socials. Um, Derek Gunn is one of one. 
And, um, you know, he's 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 blessed by the best. And we're grateful to have him as a friend. Uh, we're grateful for his family as well. So if you guys can continue to support uh, his wife, Trish, and uh, D-Gun himself throughout this trying time for, you know, for them and their family. Yeah, well said. Well said. All right. Uh, just to put a bow on this bad boy, a couple more minutes here left in the show. So interesting tone. Um, the Indianapolis Colts have released Darius Leonard. Um, he, in fact, even sent out a thank you to the Indianapolis people. Th this guy, not all that long ago, was about as fierce a linebacker as there was in the league. And he's had some injury issues uh, that have hurt him uh, for sure. But he hits waivers now. You know, he's making 15.7 guaranteed base salary, about 6.1. He's still owed the rest of the year. He has another 6.5 guaranteed for injury in 2024. So according to Tom Palisaro of the NFL Network, it's hard to imagine uh, he gets claimed. In all likelihood, he'll clear waivers and become a free agent. I'll, I'll, I'll Look, I'll tell you what, if he does clear waivers, and when the way waivers works is the team with the worst record gets the first crack at you, and then it works its way backwards. So the Eagles would have the last shot, okay, mm. at him from the waiver standpoint. But if he clears waivers and he becomes a free agent, I'm at least kicking those tires, man. He's coming in, and I'm I'm going to look at him uh, personally. Like I don't know what he's got left. I don't know how much you know. It clearly, the surgery something happened there where he couldn't even get on the field really for Indy or be effective, but I'm kicking tires, dude. I'm seeing what this is all about. You're seeing what he's got left. Yeah, man. You know, when Shaq Leonard's healthy, he's, um, he's very effective. And, and in this Eagle situation, um, you won't be asking him to play 60%, 70% of the snaps at most. You might require 30, 40% of the snaps. If that, um, he'll be a, definitely be a rotational piece. Um, man, at this point, you know, we have to see – we have to see, you know, how this thing goes, man. As, as good as the Eagles play in the second half of the, in that Chiefs game, um, they can always get better. You know, I, you know, I look at the 49ers who went and got Randy Gregory, then traded for Chase Young. You can never have too many pass rushers. You can never have too many corners. You know what I mean? It's certain positions that you can just never have too many of, too much of. So, sure. Um, yeah, man, if the, it, it'll be a tough – it'll be tough sledding. Um, but at this point in the season – I don't see any other teams other than contenders um, vying for his services. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're a team that's not even in the mix, you're not going to waste your time bringing him in. Um, so you got to be on the lookout for a team like the Cowboys who may want to bring him in. Right. Um, 49ers are less likely to. They already made their kind of move. They already made their moves in that area. Um, got to be on the lookout for maybe, I don't know, maybe the Ravens, maybe the Lions. You never know. So. Maybe, maybe it could be a chance that the Eagles could make the move, but again, uh, you never know what Harry Roseman. He's he's done a tremendous job thus far, man. You know, we're going to touch on that in a little bit. No, right, uh, no question. All right, so a couple other things. Sixers are in action tonight against the the Cavaliers. Uh, no Donovan Mitchell tonight for Cleveland. Sixers off to a ten and three start. Uh, we mentioned this during the show yesterday. Interesting. Uh, Kelly Oubre worked out. He didn't practice with the team, but he was he was doing drills. You know, shooting jumpers, layups, just kind of you know, getting active again, uh, mm -hmm. was moving around pretty decently, um, at practice yesterday. So I would, I would assume that's a good sign towards getting him back sooner rather than later. Uh, you know, we don't know what happened, whatever. I, everybody's kind of laying low on that at this point. I'm just get back on the, floor. I don't want to know. Just, just get back on the floor. I don't, whatever it is. It is. I don't want to know this point. Yeah. Um, so they're, we'll see if they can keep it going. If they win tonight, they're 11 and three. 
And this is another one of the in-season um, tournament games. Flyers play tomorrow. They're at the Islanders. They have gotten off to an excellent start, all things considered. They won five straight, so they look to keep it rolling uh, tomorrow to the Flyers. And the Phillies, you know, the window's open on Yamamoto, so uh, we'll see. You know, there are insiders that are saying they're definitely still in on this, uh, in on him. Um, that would be a lot of money spent on pitching, mm-hmm. but – Hey man, it's if that it, they they want to continue to show how aggressive they are, I'm all for it. That would be how old is this guy? Twenty five. Yamamoto. Twenty five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all not right. not old by any stretch. All right. Let, let's uh let's just finish it off here and and circle it back to uh to the Eagles. So you mentioned this when we had Coach Marcus on a little bit earlier, but you saw Bayard make a play with the interception. You saw Roby make a play with the, the strip sack of our strip uh, of uh, Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other two last night, Zach Cunningham is one that wasn't even with the Eagles to start the season who they picked up and Nick Morrow was here. They caught him and they brought him back. So, I mean, you're talking about just right there, four guys. And the only one they had, they gave anything up for was Bayard, which and it wasn't a lot. I mean, let's face it. I think it was, I think it was like a, fifth or sixth round pick and then they sent Tara Evans over there. So yeah. And and the other guys were just straight up, you know, free agents out there. Mm-hmm. This is what he does. He generally gets people, you know, whether it was Lindell Joseph last year or or you know, we go back to uh Jay Ajayi trade. <clears throat> they generally get somebody and he generally brings somebody in um who helps. And we're seeing it. You know, the 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 two guys at linebacker aren't going to be confused for for all pros, but they they've settled the position down a little bit. I think is the yeah. best way that I could put it. Yeah, and I can't argue with that, man. Look, the Eagles have made it very clear how they view that position. They're yeah. going to patch it up. They're going to have. They're going to. They're going to find guys or try to find diamonds in the rough who are relatively competent. Maybe giving you a C plus type of performance. C plus maybe B minus on a really really good day. They're going to give you those kind of performances, and they're going to and, and they're going to rely on their pass rush, uh, in their corners to do most of the damage. Yeah. Uh, most most notably their pass rush. Um, so that's how they that's how they build defenses. Um, the, the Philadelphia Eagles they're gonna they're gonna draft their defensive line. Um, with the exception of obviously, um, Hassan Reddick, he was a he he was a he was an offices offices and purchase. But for the most part, they're gonna draft heavy defensive line. They're gonna draft heavy in the trenches, and then they're gonna fill the rest of it out with maybe free agents, guys that um guys they may they may trade for, um not not the homegrown guys, right? Um. The Eagles spent more assets on offense, right? They, they draft their offensive line, you know. Um, uh, they drafted one of their receivers in their tight ends. Um, they traded for AJ Brown, you know. They, 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 they there's a, there's a method to how they do things. Period. Yeah. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, but guess what? We are out of time. Uh, Want to thank uh, our guest Marcus, uh, Coach Marcus, a little bit earlier. I want to thank all of you. In the chat section, appreciate you guys. Everybody streaming, everybody listening. Thank you. Uh, tell a friend, subscribe, hit the like button if you could. Uh, we do appreciate it. And again, if you can uh, give anything to D Gun and Trish Gun with the GoFundMe uh, page that they have up, it is uh, it is pinned in the chat. And you can also go to Derek's Facebook page as well uh, to contribute. So uh, coming up. Uh, Tone keeps it rolling. We have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. Tone, it was fun as always, man. We're uh, looking forward to hanging out tomorrow. We'll, not only will we continue the Chiefs talk, already it's Wednesday, so we'll start looking at, at the Bills as well, man, in this, yeah, this fast-paced week. 
crazy. So far, right? so good. So far, so good. So uh, far, two and zero in the six game gauntlet, as they amen. call it. Amen. And nine and one on the season so far. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I like those odds. Yes. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, let's hit it. Let's uh, you let you guys hang out with Dan for the National Football Show, and we'll be back tomorrow, same place, same time. Appreciate everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. We are Sports Take. Thanks. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.